Welcome, 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 Fantasy Bros Before Pros Podcast, September 2nd, less than a week, you know, a week and 10 days from the season opener in, in what's been a strange, strange offseason. Jay here. Um, got two guests today, one of which is on right now. Um, we've got Joey uh, Ricotta on right now with us. Uh, Joey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, um, tell the people out there, you know, um, as far as fantasy goes, like what it is that you're involved in, and and um, and you know, basically where they can find your work and things like that. Um, well, uh, I've been writing a little bit at uh, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Uh, that's mainly where you can get most of my stuff from. Uh, I do a lot of DFS stuff during the during the season. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm kind of dived into baseball. I've been doing a lot of a lot of baseball stuff still. Season's still in full swing. For sure. So, um, but I'm working on rankings. You know, I've I've got my rankings out, but well, they're not out on the site yet. So, um, but I've got them done. Ever changing though with all the news and updates and injuries and all that. So, um, got to got to make some minor tweaks before I can actually release them. But right. um. And I'm also working on a series, uh, mini series, value sleepers and busts, um, which will be two at each position, two players at each each position that are values sleepers and busts um, that should be out. I'm hoping this weekend. It's tough around work, but um, yeah. So yeah, that's and at the riot three two six on Twitter, all that good stuff. But, yeah, man, I'm excited. I, I appreciate you having me on. I just love talking football, love talking fantasy, love talking sports. So That's it, man. Know. I mean, it's it's back. It's in full swing, even if it's in the strangest way that it's ever been as far as camp goes, as far as um, no preseason games, and basically all the hype that we have to go off of are by writers who have been there, whatever coaches are saying. Like, Coach Speak is, like, what's driving the news right now. And, uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of swings as far as like fantasy goes like guys that we we've we missed on like when we look back we're gonna say how could we have looked at him that low or taken him that high in this and it's it happens every year but I feel like this year it's gonna you're gonna see a lot of extremes like guys that we thought like for were like sure hits like aren't gonna hit and the same way the other way around so it's just gonna be a hectic year man yeah. um but yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so you're um, from Chicago, right? Yeah, um, close by there, like two hours, uh, two hours from there. I'm in Rockford. Uh-huh. So, but I'm, you know, I got family in Chicago. Um, very close to what happens in Chicago, obviously. So, um, but yeah, cl- close enough to where I could just make a day trip out of it, go catch a game, come back, you know, go Bears fan. all that good stuff. Bears fan for sure. How big? Cool. Yeah, big bears. Man. Yeah. Can you give us some insight into what we're all well? The you know the Monty thing, unfortunately, like I was big on him, you know, going into this because I I felt like he was gonna be my safe like RB two, RB three flex um option all year because of his steady volume. Like I didn't see anybody with a clearer path to two hundred and fifty carries, regardless if you know the line you know isn't what you want it to be, um or you know, as long as he's getting those goal line carries and he gets that opportunity, I feel like he was going to be fine. But, you know, we know about his injury. You know, he's in doubt for week one or or he's in danger. I, mean, I wouldn't say doubt, but, you know, I, I I really wouldn't see him playing, I would say. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, week one sounds like it's – it is in doubt, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Um, 
but he, you know, he he's trying to make it back, obviously. So we'll see what happens, well, how he progresses over the week. But um, I, I don't want them to rush it because of what he means to them. Obviously, they don't have any other really true running backs. You know, I mean, you have Ryan Nall, who's been you know kind of there preseason. We've seen him get some action in preseason before, and he's looked solid. But that's preseason. You know, it's against scrubs. Um, so in the line, like you said, the lines hit or miss and they've, they've made some improvements there. We'll see what Jermaine Effetti does and, and guys like that. But, um, Monty, I still, I still like him and I still think that they should, you should probably still target him in drafts because if they, especially now that Fournette's signed with the Bucks, we'll that was that a big bit. scare. Uh-huh. For me, you know, if, if Fournette would have went to the Bears, that would have really thrown Monty for a loop for me. So um, Cohen's obviously that kind of scat back gadget player type of – he's good for PPR if you get him real late. Um, but he's not going to be that workload guy. And, and Monty, he looked so great, you know, from everything I heard in, in camp. And uh, one of my guys, uh, Dr. Michael Risher, actually – he worked with them. He trained with them uh, and a lot of other bears. And he, he said that Monty cut 4% body fat and he was looking super quick. I mean, in and out of cuts, he, he was just explosive. So that was what got me really hyped about him this year. And unfortunately, you know, conditioning wise, it's going to be tough to condition with this type of injury. So I don't know his outlook. You're probably not going to really expect too much from him until maybe week three or four, I'm thinking, right. but, you know, I, I still say fire him up if you get him at a good round, you know. That's the thing I think that uh, is important is that his ADP is going to be depressed now because people are just going to be hands off. Like there's a there's a large group of people that were already hands off before the injury. The injury just set that into motion even further. So depending on if you know you're drafting with, you know, a lot of everybody's doing their home leagues this week. I know I'm doing a ton of them this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to know your know your Know your room. Know your know your your group. Know who's like you know, and and watch the draft board. You know, like if you can wind up stealing him in the seventh, eighth as like an RB four, and you're like locked and loaded with two RBs, um, you know, depth is gonna be very important this year. I, I like I like I've been preaching you you guys the end the end of drafts. You need to be looking at depth, like swing upside depth guys just in case something happens to somebody. So, um, definitely. So that's one thing, right? And you know, if you've ever if you've ever heard me talk about Allen Robinson, I think that he's one of the most underrated, like overlooked route runners, wide receivers in this league, right? And I think that, you know, you know, not nothing personal or anything like that. I think that's because of the quarterbacks that he's been with. You know, he went from Bortles to Trubisky now, you know, and then now I guess the the question that really doesn't doesn't really bother me when it comes to Allen Robinson because I know that as long as he has 125 targets, it doesn't matter for who it's from, he's gonna he's gonna produce. You know, I just want to yeah. know if we're drafting him at his floor or if we can see a higher ceiling, and that all depends on who the quarterback is. So, can you give us a little bit of insight as to who you think? I know that Nagy is playing this thing close to the chest, and I, I'm sure that. Him and maybe two other people know. I'm just asking you to give your best uh, educated guess on on uh, who you think it'll be. Yeah, I mean, we, we know that Foles knows the system. He's right. got connection with the coaches. You know, he got paid, he got, he's got a bunch of money coming in. 
Um, they made the trade for him, obviously. They could have just signed somebody off the streets, but they went. At, they searched him out and traded for him. Um, I don't. I, I feel like it's Trubisky though. So yeah. I, I say all that to say it's Trubisky because he's got a he's got a good matchup, you know, from the jump. He's got he's got the Lions, and I believe the Giants. I think we're game two. Not not one hundred percent sure on that. But the Lions are game one the for first sure. Four. The the, re- the reason that I know that you guys play the Giants in the first one or two three games is because the Giants have like a death schedule in the beginning of the year, like where they play Pittsburgh, San Francisco, <laughs> Chicago, and like somebody else, like four top defenses the first four weeks. So that's it's a reason. Be to kind of fantasy. Yeah. That's a yeah. That's a reason too. If you're thinking about Daniel Jones as your other quarterback, it might be time for you to draft Daniel Jones and someone else for that first part of the week. And their schedule doesn't really brighten up a little bit further on. I hate this. I hate to like be like I hate to go back on what I said. Last pod, because I was telling you guys, you know, these guys, Ingram, Shepard, I still think all that is true. I just uh, am starting to see a little bit of downside if perhaps they run into these death schedules of like these stretches of like hard defenses and things like that, you know. But, you know, I digress. So, um, so you really think it's going to be Trubisky then? Yeah, I do. And it's, it's more so the fact that it, it's been kind of neck and neck from what it sounds like in camp. And he also has more experience or not more experience, but more of a connection with the players on this team right? than Foles does at this point, which Foles is a, a veteran. He's He's been around the block. It's not like he's going to come in there and ruin things. No. But, you know, and he can make he can make the, the, the competent throws and the decisions. You know, he's, he's a guy that understands the offense. But um, Trubisky, I think what the GM wants, Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace, he wants this to turn into gold and – really kind of back him up for his decision to draft Trubisky. So I feel like if, if, if there's one last shot at it, you're going to take that one last shot and see if you can turn him into something and build that confidence. And if he comes out of the gate swinging and he comes out hot, maybe he turns a corner. And I think that's what they're going to kind of try for. Either way, you know, if he, if he comes out of the gates terrible – you know, you just make the switch after two games, after one game, whatever, you know. So that defense will be good enough to, I believe, still compete. And you could probably still even win with a lackluster Trubisky from the beginning. So we'll see. I, I think it's Trubisky to start, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's Foles. Well, you know, no one knows. Like like you said, it's a best it's a best guess. I don't have any insiders, anything like that. So. But I, I would like it to be Trubisky, I guess, too, from the beginning. So, Right. And then I think this kind of begs the question, too. Like, if you go away from Trubisky, can you ever come back to him? Like, is this like, would that be like the final, like, you know, straw that breaks the camel's back as far as the kid's confidence? You know, because he always says all the right things after the games. It's just that you don't see it on the field, like missing wide open guys, like throwing, you know, throwing passes that you just are like, what like what was he looking at at that point? You know, Um the defense will be fine. You guys are gonna have uh, gonna be in plenty of games, um, and I think that either way, if it's if it's gonna be Trubisky or if it's gonna be Foles, I think you guys are gonna dial the playbook back. You're not gonna be taking shots down the field or anything like that. You know, I think you're gonna yeah. you're gonna want to establish either short, easy throws or a very good running game just to keep the pressure off of you know both guys. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about Allen Robinson, honestly, either way, you know, either, either way, you know, so if, if there's even a slight increase from his quarterback play last year, uh, I think he'll be fine. 
The other question that I have to ask you is is the the ancillary parts. Like, so here's the thing that we were saying about the Bears, and I guess we'll turn this into your part, like a whole like Bears preview, right? Like we could do this. this is I'm good with that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love talking Bears. So there you go. Yeah. So Anthony Miller's a guy that I like grabbing really late, and. One, you know, I understand the shoulder thing. Like, um, you know, and he has a big chance to, like, re-injure that. Like, there's a high likelihood of that. Um, but he is basically the only other wide receiver on this roster that, you know, you could even see yourself starting at this point, right? Like, there's, you know, Darnell yeah. Mooney. But Anthony Miller is somebody that I've been getting late now. If it's somebody like Foles that's going to be throwing him the ball out of the slot, then you're talking about somebody that's going to get peppered. With targets, oh. I think this is what this is what we thought D.D. Westbrook was going to be last year, right? With Foles, like we thought that we, you were going to get Foles all year. Foles breaks his collarbone, mm-hmm. and then you get Minshew, and then that's the end of, of of Westbrook, you know. And I think, I mean, if that's an old narrative, then it's on me. But I do feel like if Foles is there, that's an upgrade to Anthony Miller for sure, because I, I know Anthony Miller's a baller. Oh yeah, I think that you're absolutely right, honestly, because I mean, like you said, it's I don't think it's an old narrative. I think it's a it's a legit narrative because it, it there's real avenues to, um, to to Miller, you know, being that dude with Foles. Also, though, one thing to look at is I think you could kind of expect him to to be that guy even with Trubisky because of the breakout that he. I, I guess I wouldn't call it a breakout, but he really showed a lot of progress. He did, you know, after coming back uh, from the injury and then and then playing strong. Uh, you know, the, the final few weeks of the season. I had his numbers I tweeted out uh, a couple months ago, but I don't know, I don't have him off the top of my head, but he looked real strong and he was actually getting the ball. You know, that was something that for the majority of the season, though, like Trubisky, you talked about missing receivers and stuff. And, you know, earlier in the year, he was not even looking his direction. I mean, Miller was wide open for the most part. And like you said, he's just a baller. The guy gets open. Yes, he he was almost like screaming it on Twitter. Like he would say things that it's like, um, hey, Miller, you probably shouldn't say it. It wasn't anything terrible, but it was right. like you could tell that he's frustrated. He wants the damn ball. <laughs> and so, it's too close to something that could be true. Like, you know, don't say anything that could right. be true to something. Right. It's like you're outing your own teammate type of thing for – it's like you make him look bad, and you know he doesn't have to do that. And he, he doesn't even need help looking bad. So, um, but no, I I, lo- I like Miller a lot, especially like you said, if you get him at the right price, the right the right round, right ADP, um, or you know past his ADP, I think even. Yeah. Um, I I, I like Miller. I think he'll t- especially PPR. Like if he gets pepper with those targets, and he might even be that safe, reliable source even for Trubisky if they dial back the offense, like expected um you know they're not gonna be taking the deep shots all the time and robinson is gonna get his regardless like we talked about but you know he's just that damn good but you know miller i i think there's there's opportunity there for miller i I really like miller in certain i don't know what round i would take him in um, do you know what his ADP is off top right now? Um, he's been going later. I mean, I think that we're seeing a little bit of a rise, um, you know, with with uh, just the talk of, you know, like we said, you know, with the with the whole slot thing. I think there's a there's a vast majority of people that really do believe that Foles is going to be the guy. You know, again, everybody's just making educated guesses at this point. Right. Um, yeah. So I have seen him going in like the 10th, 11th round, which at that point, it's it's you know, you're really looking for those those gems like those. You know, or or you're just swinging on on the backups who can who can win you the 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 year 
if um, something happens to you know those those high handcuffs, those those high price handcuffs. So um, he's been Fair moving enough. up in dynasty startups. He's he's like slipping to like a place where it's like around like fourteen, fifteen in in PPR leagues, twelve teams. Like yeah, and it's like that's you know that's too that's like screaming at you right there. Oh, I would even I would even uh, you know offer some trades at that. You know, because if Get guys are willing to pass up on them in those like startup dynasty drafts, mm-hmm. they're probably willing to move them just because they look at the quarterback situation, like we talked about, the uncertainty of it. They're like, I can't trust this guy. I don't even know if he's if he's capable of breaking out like like we saw the flash of. Right. So I would shit. I would I would throw some flyers out there and see what you can get in a trade. You know. For sure. I mean, I uh, I tried it before the the hype happened, you know, in a few of my home leagues, and I think that what happens is because like you we're in these home leagues, right? And we you know we 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 say that we you know we 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 are in a fantasy, we we do the, the we're creating content, right? So whenever I go to somebody with a trade in one of my home leagues, it's always okay. What do you know, and why do you want this player? Like I get I get like yeah, a, right. like a third degree like on like and and it's hard for me to trade. You know, so like I went to like try to get Anthony Miller and like I was I was willing to give like I was going to overpay. I was going to give a second rounder for next year. And um, and he was like, nah, he was like, I, I don't know. I don't know why you want him. But no, no. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, it sucks. Yeah, though. that that sort of thing. That's good. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a solid move. I mean, a solid. He would be getting. That's what I thought too. You know, that's yeah. What I second too. rounder for him. That's that's pretty solid for him. I think. I but. think. I think the other thing is too is I think that you know for for the hardcore dynasty guys like they're out there just trading all day, right? Like they have not a care in the world. They're oh they're gonna take their L's. Oh, you know, they'll, keep, they'll keep going. Like you know, like I'm in, I'm in like two or three dynasty leagues where there's constant trading. Like like it never stops. Um, but yeah. you know, in the same way. You know, in these casual leagues, I think that because we're not going to see too many, not casual, these home leagues, like we're not going to, we're not going to see a lot of people trying to trade rookie draft picks with no college this year. Right. Like they like, you know, like they, they haven't dug that far into it. You know, the hardcore dynasty guys already like have their rankings out for next year, even with like, yeah. like Jamar Chase is already the number one and he, he just opted out. Like, like, so it's not the same in those. So I don't think that I think that people are a little bit reluctant to get rid of those, not knowing what's on the other side and who could be coming out of there. Like you know, but those hardcore dynasty guys, they don't care. They're they're trading firsts and seconds and thirds, and then two years down the line, thirds. Like they're just you know, <laughs> like those leagues are crazy. Like they they send me those trades, and I almost get skeptical too, where I'm like, I don't know about this one, you know, and I'll just hit decline. You got to do it. You're like, all right, let me take uh, like three days to right. You know, so I'll, I'll think about it. You know. Right. So so then you put even more research in. You're reading like every article you can find, pulling up the player news on Football Reference. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I have my boy Faraz here. He's in here. Give me one sec. All right. Add to call. So that's good. We're just gonna add Faraz in right now. Um, but that was good. I'm glad that we did the Bears thing. Um, the only other person that are of interest for me on on your team, I feel like you know, um, you have like 300 tight ends. Can you explain to me? Like, I know it's crazy, dude. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're cut. They're going to cut like at least 296 of them. So they'll they'll, 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 they'll get to four, but. All right. Yo, what's up, man? Am I good? We're good, man. 
Joey oh, right. from Upper Hand Fantasy. You guys know him if you've listened to the show. We you know we've been on many times, but um we have to use Skype um for us because we're not rich and we don't have a corporate Zoom. So No, nah, this is good, man. I'm, yeah, it works. This, this is great. I think we're good. <laughs> so the reason that Faraz is late is because, like, I was just talking with Joey about. Joey's our bear expert. We just did an entire Bears breakdown. We even asked him. <laughs> we even asked him who he thinks is going to be the quarterback. I mean, if you want to, you know, hear that real quick. Uh, he he believes that it really is going to be Trubisky. Actually, are you, are you a truther? You're not. Oh, wait, does that exist? No. Right. No, I don't think he's a truther. I think no, he, I, he no. just he's just in the front office's like eyes. He sees it. Right. Like, he, he he's sees going it. through it that yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, from the front office point of view, I can see that for sure. Right. 100%. I can see that. I can see him being – but I want to know about the Bears running backs, though. Um, is it going to be Cordero <laughs> Patterson? That's what I want to know. <laughs> is, it, is it Cordero? Oh, man. Over there? He's, he's been – yeah, he's been getting some uh, running back reps, though. Um, I'm, I don't think it's Cordero Patterson's season. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll see him, you know, he'll get some gadget work in. He'll play a little receiver, a little running back. And But I, it's probably more looking like, obviously, it's going to be Monty's season when he's healthy. Right. If he's healthy, you know, we'll, we'll see when if he's available week one, like we talked about, me and Jason. Um, but I... I don't know. After that, it's like Cohen, uh, PPR, yeah, because he's going to get catches and stuff. But he's not like a traditional back, so he's not going to get uh, that type of work. He's not going to get goal line work. He's he's just an oddball. Um, Ryan Nall, I mean, maybe Y'all week one. Yeah, just rolling with him, right? Like, it's just like, you know, Fournette was out there. And now we could talk about it, right? Like, you know, like I was kind of waiting for yeah. Faraz to jump in, in here, too. It's like I thought that he would have been one of the landing spots. I actually, on Twitter... predicted it correctly i just want to give myself a victory lap because i don't get things right like you know like that i i have to take my victory laps where i get them (laughs) um so i said tampa and yeah that's what happened today so um you know what i'll I'll mediate this so we can do this in a good way for as you tell me your immediate thoughts with the bucks and then um joey i'll ask you about what you think about the jags um backfield and then you know i'll you know jump in at the end so for us what does this do for goodness there's so many drafts you just were you just were in a draft right when this broke um yeah, and like i am like you know my my brain hurts you know so right. like, especially like when you get to those late round picks you're like who am i grabbing right now who has the most upside here um but it's funny like i now that i know how much leonard Fournette signed for it's like max four million. I'm like, yeah, that would make sense for the Bears, even if it's only for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just it kind of made sense that way. I was like, oh wow, that's that's cheap. Right. That sounds like something that Bill Bill Belichick. Bill was, Belichick was gonna do, right? <laughs> you know. Um. So, but yeah, no, I think they got a good deal. I mean, it's funny. Like in the morning, uh, it was Bruce Arians is calling Rojo a three down back. In the afternoon, it was he's an early down back. And then you have Dario Ogumbawala taking the third down uh, reps, passing down reps. And then in the evening, he's 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 a three down bench player. You know, it's crazy, dude. Like it's it's crazy how much things change just in one day. You know what I'm saying? But um, I I honestly like honestly I think that Leonard Fournette is just gonna like roll into that early down role, and that's it. Like I don't think Rojo's gonna play much of a factor. Um, I think Leonard Fournette is still capable. I think he's probably more capable than Rojo, but. Uh, knowing Bruce Aarons, I would assume that he'll probably sprinkle Rojo in a little bit, you know, just kind of thunder and lightning type of thing. Um, but at the same time, like, I just think they signed him for a reason. 
They got a really good deal. And Fournette's is going to be that guy. It's a good offense, right? Yeah. It's going to be a good offense. And, like, wow. he's going to get those goal line carries. Like, we all thought, like, oh, was Roger going to get the goal line carries? Like, nope, not anymore. You know, so I can see Roger getting, like, you know, like eight touches a game, you know, right. if that. And Fournette being the main guy, 15-plus touches a game. Right. I think that uh, the comp that I would have for him in this offense, and just because you know the players from this team are on this team, don't think don't, it was. Just don't this. say, don't say Legarrette Blunt. Legarrette Blunt. Legarrette Blunt. Remember when Legarrette Blunt would just pay first and second down, and he would get all those goal line looks? You know what, yeah. Leonard Fournette, come on down. It sounds like you're going to be doing that. He won't be catching anything out of the backfield, I don't think. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, you know, Brady does like to check it down a little bit. Um, I, I think that whole like blunt thing was like more of a Belichick thing than a Brady thing. Uh, but I can see the fact that this is a good offense. He can get a ton of end zone, you know, like goal line looks and it's going to happen. So hopefully he's more lucky, uh, in Tampa Bay, as far as goal line looks than he was in Jacksonville. Cause that didn't turn out too well. Okay. Joey, uh, you have anything to add with the bucks? Like what is this, what is this doing for you and your thought process when it comes to, Rojo, Fournette, you know, we have a draft coming up on Sunday, too. Like, tell me something that I could uh, use against you while we draft. Ah, uh, okay. Well, in that case, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Uh, we got to No, we uh, got Honestly, I had this discussion with one of my friends before I jumped on. He, uh, he was, like, trying to talk to me, and I'm like, we're in the same league. He was like, when's your next fantasy podcast? I was like, tonight. He was like, I'm going to listen to that. I was like, damn it. Because I have to be, I have to, I have to be real. I'm sorry. I just have to be real. He's, he's he's getting all your information now. He knows everything. You can't even – no sleepers. None. Um, I, I think, I, like like you guys were talking about, uh, the receiving work will probably come down a little bit. Yeah, Brady likes uh, the check down. You know, he, he likes to, to do that, obviously, a lot. But um, third down-wise, he's not going to be in there. He's not going to get the volume that he got in Jacksonville. Um, and Rojo – I think Rojo is the better running back. So that's what makes this tough. I mean, I think he really should get the opportunity. Um, but, you know, you make this a signing like this, it means he's, you're going to play. You're, you're, not, you're not sitting on the bench. They don't do it to mix in some, just some goal line carries. I think he's going to get uh, a decent amount of work. Um, probably, I'd say 70% of the snaps. I don't know. I, it's kind of a ballpark figure is what I'm thinking, but – um, and, and an offense like that, I, I, yeah, I think he's in a better situation now, obviously, than Jacksonville, where they're probably chasing points and not going to be very good this year. So they, they wouldn't be in a prime position as far as running the football, which is what he does better, obviously, than receiving. So, yeah, I, I think I, I like him more now, obviously, that he's with the Bucks than I did before. I was, I was out on him at, at his ADP. So um, if the ADP stays the same, I might be in on him now. But, or I might wait still a little bit, but I, I might be in on him. I was, like, completely out on him this, this season until this. So we'll see. I, um, I'm actually just going to be out on this whole backfield, I think. I, I don't want to deal with it. You know, um, you know the thing that, that always scares me about Ronald Jones is just the way that Bruce Arians, when you miss a block, when you fumble the football, now you're off the field, and it's going to take you a few weeks to get back in. You know, I'm scared of that being that same situation with Rojo. And, you know, like, what if Rojo hits the ground week one against the Saints? 
and he goes crazy. Because how much can we expect Fournette to be sprinkled in, realistically, in week one, if at all, right? Like, I mean, he, he was in fantastic shape when he was in Jacksonville, but this is a whole new offense. Um, so I'm just going to be out on all of them. I don't want to deal with the headache. Um, Faraz, let me ask you, you just finished a draft. Where did he go in this draft with, with the news uh, of him being a buck? He literally went at the same ADP. He went really? At, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. He went at um, 3-9, so a little wow. bit later than his ADP. Um, but I mean, I think, I think, you know, you kind of hit it, man. Like, I honestly think that he's in a better spot now than he was before. Yeah. Like Roger provides some more competition, but I think Chris Thompson and like whoever the third down passing down back was going to be, was going to provide more competition for him because like you said, they were chase. they're going to chase points, right? Um, he's going from an early down back. He's going from a, uh, an every down back last year, you know what I'm saying? To a, a early down back. And, you know, they're going to be in negative game scripts like every single game, right? So in the second half of games, you're going to see a lot of Chris Thompson on the field. When he gets hurt, Jay Gruden's going to find somebody else to play that third down role because he, that's what he's always done. So, um, yeah, I like him better now. I mean, it's going to be a very controlled offense now, right? With, with Tom Brady there, you know what I'm saying? He has the weapons. They're going to be fine. They're not going to turn the ball over like crazy. Um, so, you know, he's in a more controlled offense, and the early down backs will succeed, you know, in that scenario. Um, seventy percent of snaps, you know, that sounds like that sounds that. Listen, man, if Leonard Fournette's gonna get seventy percent of snaps, um, three nine is late. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, so maybe as usual, convincing me right before right before I get in a home league and do something <laughs> stupid like draft. Like hey, listen, man, you should see the running back. Eleven running backs were taken in the first oh, yeah. round. Oh yeah. Um, if you guys don't oh, it's know, like that this year. It's going down yeah, like that's that. That's it. This is so yeah. everyone's RB thirsty. Like right. no one's there's you know what's crazy? There's such beautiful receivers with so much upside in rounds four through six, but they're sliding even further now because those guys that should be going earlier are sliding back somehow. A hundred percent, man. I mean, I ended up getting DJ Shark, Michael Gallup, and Deontay Johnson, <sighs> and like I just feel so happy about that in the middle rounds. Can I start actually? Because I was Joey, I'll give you a chance to 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 talk about the the backfield, but. I want to talk about the main winner of this Leonard Fournette move, and I think that's DJ Chark. Like, yeah. all all of this, all of this, this running back situation is a little bit muddled. And Joey, I'll let you get into that and everything. But all these vacated yeah. targets that Leonard Fournette had have to go somewhere, and I know exactly where they're going. DJ Chark has been going. I got him in in a well. This is a ten teamer, so I really shouldn't be bragging, but it's an invitational league where like if you you place a certain amount, you know, last year they invite you back and you 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 face the like top ten from your group and things like that. Um, but I got him to pair with DeAndre Hopkins, who I got in the third, and I got him in the fifth. Um, so I, I'm sitting pretty, you know. Never mind that I was able to grab Henry Ruggs, and with the with the news that Tyrell Williams is on IR. I'm like all in. Like, hey, Ruggs will be on all my teams to start this year. Like, and he's gonna sit. And then once I see him pop, it's over. Um, but yeah, man, um, I'm all over DJ Chark. Joey, talk to me about what you think this means for Ryquell Armstead, Chris Thompson, and do you guys know James Robinson? Yeah, James. Yeah, Robinson. I, did. I actually know him personally. Oh, you know him personally? Well, I mean, I've, I've met him. Yeah, I. I oh, wow. He used to deliver pizzas to his his parents' house. Oh wow! Here in town, he's from Rockford. So, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty oh, cool wait, story. Hold on. I, I time out real quick, because Jay was like, "Yo, do you know do you know this dude?" But he knows and, it. And, and Joe was just like, "I actually, actually know this yeah, dude." 
<laughs> yeah, no, legit. I legit know this dude. <laughs> it's crazy. That was a nice was like, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I know like who he is. Joe was like, well, I really know. I who actually he is. do know. I thought he was. I thought he was going with the joke, and he was like, "Well, I do know what I like." That's what I thought too. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, I thought. I thought this was like something we pre scheduled, like before the pot. You're like, okay. we're gonna talk about this. Know this guy, and then, oh yeah. That one glass of wine before hit perfectly right there. That was it. Well, listen, man. If you could deliver another pizza to his parents' house and just be like, "Hey, listen. Oh, you didn't order a pizza." Well, listen, I just wanted to know what your thoughts are, Jacksonville. I'm like, what's up, James Robinson? You going to the practice squad? Yeah, you got, he's getting 80% of snaps this year. What's he doing? What's he doing? exactly. So, Joe, talk to me about what you think. Uh, You know, I mean, so now that I know you know him, you know, you're probably going to project him higher than, like, what you think. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Tell me what you think. That's crazy. I mean, you know, it is crazy, but, uh, He's actually somebody who I was high on going in the draft um, because I, I liked his potential, not just because I knew him, but because I, I not many people really knew about him, you know, even because he played for a smaller school, you know. So um, I I think he's got potential, and that's the reason why he went undrafted was because not many people knew him with the smaller school, Illinois State. Um, but it, supposedly he's looked really good in camp just from the beat writers I've been following. Um and I think that a lot of that led to, with a, Z, a Zigbo, obviously, um, a lot of that led into the Fournette stuff because, I mean, they've been begging for to get rid of him. They've, everything that they've shown, they were just trying to get rid of him for so long. They didn't have any takers. So they're just like, all right, snip. Like, we just got to we gotta go, dude. You're out. So uh, Armstead, obviously, he's probably going to get the bulk of the work to start as far as, like, the pure running back goes it's at least that's how i'm guessing but chris thompson is like we talked about chasing points um he's gonna be the receiving back and he's really he's the only guy that i'm really interested in from a ppr perspective um going late uh i might be interested in armstead a little bit but that's like deep bench type of territory dynasty i'm i'm in on robinson i'm in on you know, a Zeke I'm in on those guys. I, you know, I drafted them real late in the rookie rounds, um, rookie drafts. So I, you know, if you want to go out there and make like a really interesting, just take a flyer on a guy, I would take a flyer on both of those guys um, and the waiver wire or just a really cheap trade um, if somebody happens to own them. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of interested in this backfield. Obviously, like we said, Thompson, though, with the PPR, he's going to be the guy to, to watch for with the catches and everything. Right. So, yeah, and I'm really high on Shark, too, so it's, I'm happy that you mentioned that because that's somebody who I have. I have him above DJ Moore in my rank. That's spicy. I don't know. All right, you know what? I think I can see it. You know what? Tell me, Tell me what you think about that for us. Well, I'll say this: like I, uh, I got swiped in this draft. Like I was ready to take DJ Moore at three three, uh, before Kenny Galladay, and I, I ended up taking a Galladay. But I ended up getting DJ Shark the round after that, uh, which I was happy about, right? So the fact that you, you you think that DJ Shark is gonna score more points than DJ Moore, it makes me very happy. Um, I mean, I love Moore only because of the offense he's in. He's shown what he can do, um, you know, and also like it's 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 interesting. That, 
you know, he kind of fits Teddy Bridgewater's mold, right? Like Teddy Bridgewater, apparently he's been connecting with like Robbie Anderson, rel- relatively deep, 40 yards, you know, and that, that sort of thing. Um, but, and then, yo, your boy, Curtis Samuel, apparently not impressing in camp. That's I don't care what the beat writer says. I don't care what so. I mean, I know that over. <laughs> I don't care what the beat writer says. Writer stuff. That I don't think that my life. Man. Yo, Jay, if the beat writer says something positive about your boy, you'd be like, you would I'm text him. Crazy. You'd be like, yo. But it don't fit my boy. narrative. It don't fit my narrative, bro. You're <laughs> sounding an awful lot like Evan Silva right now. <laughs> it has to. It, it has to fit your narrative. Fit narrative so too. I don't. I don't uh, acknowledge it. Keep going, though, bro. <laughs> nah, but I, I like I like DJ more. Like now, now that I'm looking at, you know, if you look at that whole offense, it's like Christian McCaffrey and him, and then everything else is a little bit of a wild card, right? Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, yeah. And I think we're just all just hoping that Robbie Anderson rekindles what he had with his former coach, and that they utilize Curtis Samuel the right way. But that's all like us hoping. We right, don't have exactly. anything concrete, you know. Like I, mean, I had Curtis, I had opportunities to take Curtis Samuel late, and right? I didn't. Yeah, see, I, I, you know, normally I tell you to swing on that, but yeah, that little report right there is going to sway a lot of people, honestly, the other way. It sucks, but, you know, I, I still believe in him, and I still think that in Dynasty, he's still a buy low for me. <laughs> you know, it's um, funny, like, when you're in these drafts, right, like, right. you can have an opinion about a player, right? And then you read one report that same day that you're drafting, and then, like, it just, oh. like, makes you hesitate just a little bit, right? Yep. And then you're just like, wait. I had an opportunity to take Chris Thompson in the 12th round. Why didn't I do that? No, and that's not what happened here. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have that, those little inklings where it just controlled. Like, recency, recency bias is, like, such a huge thing, especially if it came the same day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, damn it. Whatever. Why do you have to bring that up? Now I'm all, like, down at these. Sunday. Sorry, man. Well, listen, like, someone tilted. Uh, I got, I got, I got, I was on like huge tilt mode because like someone took AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin right before me in the fifth round, um, and then I ended up taking Dak Prescott. Um, that's how much. That's how on tilt I was because I usually take quarterbacks super super late, um, but that's just what ended up happening. So I, I understand like when someone talks about your boy, you know, then you gotta change. You know, you you, you gotta change switch it up. Na- change the narrative. I don't like <laughs> it. Just like it's almost like he didn't even say it. But let me ask you this: in your draft that just happened. Reichel Armstead went where? Uh, well, he went pretty late, dude. Um, yeah, like people aren't even really excited. Oh, about actually, not that late. 10 8. 10 8, okay. See, that's, but like, that is the starter, right? Like, for. Yeah, I a, guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, there might be an early, like, I don't know, like, Joe, what do you think? Like, it, it might be a, a share on early downs, right? Between him and. Um, Ozebo? Him and Ozebo for to start? I don't know. Joe's cutting in and out a little bit. Sure, you're cutting off just a little bit. Yeah. You back? I was like, yo, Joe's just sitting there. Yeah, no. no I thought he was just like bored of what I was saying. Like, he's nah. just like, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> oh, Dak. Oh, he's like, oh, Dak Prescott, you really want to change the subject there, don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> Yo, as soon as you mention Cowboys, it's just like everybody's like, oh, I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> no, that's don't, I don't I I didn't mean that, guys. Like, if you're a Cowboy fan, please keep listening. All right. Um, so 10-8, that's okay. Like, I, again, this is gonna be another backfield. No thanks. I don't really see the upside, you know, uh, unless Rick Alarmstead like 
transform. Take Chris Thompson, though. Like, they're yeah. going to be negative game scripts. Take Chris Thompson so you have yeah. a dude that you can start or in the first four weeks of the season. I was just about to say, you'll get him for three weeks, four weeks, and you'll get, like, 10, 15, you know, like, points. And... Yeah. Dude, and last year, he was only behind, like, McCaffrey and some other awesome pass-catching running back, you know, in receptions, right? right. Or targets or whatever it was. Um, I think Joe's back. Joe, you back? My back? Oh, I thought I was back before. No. I was laughing and stuff. I thought you guys heard me. No, I was cracking jokes over here. Because you were no, just sitting so there still. Asking, and I thought he, was he was asking about if someone else is going to mix in with the Jacksonville uh, early down work. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. your guess is as good as mine. I feel like it's going to be like ride the hot hand type of situation. Right. But, but, so, but do you think it's going to be you know, like a combination of like uh, like maybe like Armstead being the 1A, Ozebo being the 1B on early downs to start? Type of thing, yeah. Or, or, or do you do more Armstead, like, like getting most of that load, like in the early in, on early downs? I feel like to start the season, they're probably not going to want to start with Robinson for sure. They're probably going to want to start with, and maybe not even Ozigbo. They're probably going to start with Armstead, like you said, early down work, and then yeah. Thompson. He'll get a lot of maybe even second and third down work. Um, so primarily and, two backs and, to start off. I, I think so, but, yeah. you, like, you know, if somebody shows, like, they're just terrible after two weeks, mm-hmm. three weeks, maybe they'll, you know, switch it up, go to a Zigbo more or a Robinson more right. or something like that, but, but um, Thompson will probably be a steady guy, I think. The only gonna, steady guy. They're going to be slinging it, dude. Right? Yeah. They're going to be yeah. slinging it, dude. Like, it's great. Yeah. And Sean, yeah. OC, you know, I was looking at Jay Goon's past uh, wide receiver ones, and you, you go back to track again. I was looking at that the other day, and like his wide receiver ones have actually been like hyper targeted. You know, you know, going back to like AJ Green and 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 like a couple other guys. I forgot who they were, but but it's 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 looking pretty good for Shark. So and we shot we saw that connection. Not to go back to the Shark thing, DJ Shark thing, but I think we saw the connection with Minshew last year. Exactly. I mean, yep. I just expect him to take that leap. We didn't get all of Minshew Shark last year. We got a little foals. We got a yeah. little back and forth. Okay, here he's back in. Now, you know, I mean, one full season, Minshew Shark? Yeah. I'm all in, baby. In I'm those, all in on Shark. I remember, like, in those first nine weeks, I think it was nine weeks or ten weeks with Minshew, he was the wide receiver nine overall. So that's pretty damn good. That's DJ Moore territory. Right, exactly. It's true. So right. I... Hey, Jason. Yeah. Uh yeah. Can you take us out of? Uh, can you take us away from DJ Shark? Because we we'll just keep talking. We'll, we'll just keep, keep it. Yeah, the love fest is going on. To, and and also, I hope nobody's <laughs> listening to this because he's just gonna get sniped from me. Like, yo, you know, for like, real, man, that's the problem, man. You know, yes. one of the guys in the other okay. league that I invited you to, uh, he was in that league too. So like, he knows exactly who I wanted to pick. So Kinda yeah, sucks. I hate it. Yeah. Well, but also, it also helps when you miss on everybody because then they take your guys and they end up missing. <laughs> like I had guys like, ha, I got Curtis Samuel. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, ah. do you know, yeah. I'm on him for 2021. <laughs> I say this year, I said, if the right coach comes in and the next year, maybe. Um, that's what they call swaying the masses. Exactly. It's misinformation. Um, that's, that's it. Um, but um, so the other crazy situation that was happening, but I think we have a little bit more of a grasp on, and then we'll get into our mock draft so we could, uh, you know, talk some strategy, talk uh, talk about guys that we're, we're really going to, you know, now we're just going to snipe each other. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Chark goes 1-6 at this point now. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so 
here's uh here's the other thing. Um, Alvin Kamara apparently was missing practice. Someone thought it was an injury. Someone said it was the contract. Alvin Kamara wanted to be traded. This was all like in like four hours. Um, Alvin Kamara practiced today. They're working towards a long-term deal. How did he fall in your draft with everybody drafting this weekend? Um, for us, <laughs> he was drafted at the four spot. I knew it because everybody's just back on, like, and they're like, "Yeah, he's practicing. That's all that matters." Right. Right. Yes. And, and, and there was reports of the, the them being relatively close to a deal. Yeah. You know, so people don't want to miss out, man. Like, people don't want to miss out. Like, people don't want to take Edwards Hilaire and regret it, or Henry in a full PPR and regret it, or mix, or, you know, Dalvin Cook, and he ends up holding out. Right. You know what I mean? With that Adam Schefter thing. The Adam Schefter thing threw everyone off. Yep. Yeah. With did Cook, Cook fall a little bit uh, because of that? Yeah, he did. He went to 1-7. No, 1-8, dude. 1-8. You so, know what yeah. I... Wow. I mean, for Cook, 1-8 is falling. Yeah. That's criminally low. I think he's a, he's four, easy, four or five. Four. Yeah, four or five, exactly. So, like, getting him at eight is, like, Derrick Henry went above him. Joe Mixon went above him in this draft. That's crazy. No, 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 no. The, and, and that's you know what's crazy is Cook has risk, and so does Mixon, but I would never. That Dalvin over yeah. Joe. I would think that Joe Mixon would, would have fell to, like, the middle of the second or early right. second, something like that. Right. Like, um, crazy out here. I'm a little I'm a little higher on Mixon, but I, I, I got him at a – I've got him about nine overall, got nine or ten that, overall. That, that makes sense, but he yeah. went at one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, right. In a, yeah, a PPR, like I don't know, man. Rather get a Kirk, that's too high. Ch maybe. Right. Um, who, who, who do you have him? Do you have him above Josh Jacobs this year? Oh, I do. Or, I. Are they kind so of like they're like right next to each other? So I'm not sure. Back back. Back. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I think yeah, I, back. I think I actually I'm I'm warming up to Jacobs over Mixon and like I, I find in more drafts yeah I right find it more I mean I feel like they're they they both of them are very, they're they're basically like early down backs right who are gonna get a shit ton of volume on early downs with like 33 receptions <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. even though they they can even like especially Mixon like can he could he could take he can handle a lot more receiving work if he if he was given the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, Joe Mixon's frustrated, man, because I think the world of his talent, like, you know, he just got this deal, and I saw people questioning it on, on Twitter, and I was like, you know, he's never broke 1,500 yards. I'm like, dude, you have to look at first of Yeah, but the play calling, the the team around him, you know, Joe Mixon sees guys as soon as he, he gets the ball handed off to him or whatever, and he's trying to, like, wiggle past five people, like, um, and they never, and again, I'll, I'll keep harping on this, they never line Mixon up in the slot and let him kill linebackers on, on routes. Like, I'll never understand mm-hmm. just tossing it to Mixon in the backfield and saying, yo, make 15 guys miss and go and, and right. you know, some yards. Like, it's just not good game planning. So he has yeah. to get better in that way. And now that he's got his deal, you know, you got to feel a little bit better about that too. It's not even an issue. So maybe that will push him up, you know, going into drafts yeah. this weekend. That's yeah, a lot of, like, confidence. I feel like the coaching staff and the organization have in him, you know. So it's like it's it's it makes you feel good as a fantasy owner if they have that type of backing for a player. And – like, you saw the work that he got last year. He didn't get much until later in the season, you know? And then that's when he was kind of like, oh, wow. Like, Mixon's actually performing now again. So, you know, he, if he gets the work, if they actually go to him, I think it was like 19 or more carries last season. And he, I don't I don't have the exact st- statistic, but I had it. <laughs> it's because <laughs> you know how that goes? 
Ryan Finley was in there, and they, they scaled back the playbook dramatically, and they were just like, let's give it to Mixon. The thing is, Mixon heats up with with uh, with touches. Like, you, you have to, like, continuously get him involved. Like, you heat him up with touches, and then yeah. he plays better after he gets the ball a bunch. So, um, yeah, I feel yeah. like that whole offense is just underrated. It you is. Know? It I mean, is. Oh, yeah. It's the next year. Like, it's going it to be a little bit better. Joe Burrow, you got Auden Tate, A.J. Green, hopefully, if he stays healthy. I mean, it's going it's to be a better offense. And I like Boy, their scheme. Yeah. Joe Mixon is going to be running, a, a, you know, in a lot of 11 personnel, which is nice. Right. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this. Like, Joe Mixon just needs Gio Bernard. If Gio Bernard gets hurt, like, Joe Mixon, that's it. He's yeah. in every down back. Who's it? Travion right? Tra- 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 Williams? Travion yeah. Williams. Like, is he going to come in on third, third downs? Like, I'm not sure, man. Like, I don't yeah. think so. I think Joe Mixon... You, you, I don't think you would take off Joe Mixon, take Joe Mixon off the field. Like I get it, they have an infatuation with Gio. I, you know, honestly, I thought it was just a, uh, what's his name? Who was Marvin it? Lewis thing? Marvin Lewis thing. That's what no. I thought. I thought, all right, that's cool. what I thought too. He's, for, he's the mascot for, for the Bengals. That's great. And then they extended him after he left. I'm right. Like, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then, uh, but Josh Jacobs, he has like four, he has like four third down backs <laughs> that he has to fight off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, dude. They He'll got sign anybody who's a pass catching back within that has played. Yeah. Like, Jalen seven... Richard, Theo Riddick. Um... Theo Riddick, man. I just, I, I was like, come <laughs> on, man. That like, dude's still around? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, is, is Devontae Booker still in the Raiders or did he get cut? I don't know about that. Not I know they, they signed him and then they, did they release him? I hope they did, man, because that would be just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. They have, like, they have like five passing down backs. No, no, he's on the he's on the Raiders too, man. Wow. <laughs> he's on the, like so they they got, like, four dudes like they... ahead of him in, in passing in the passing game. Like, come on. What are you gonna say, John? I don't even think that's gonna be real though, because I feel like they did this just to mess with fantasy owners. <laughs> like they 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 knew how much hype he was getting this offseason that he's been getting, and they're it's just like Gruden's gonna sign all these pass catchers. Right, right. Who's a troll? Mike Mayock said it early. He's like, "Oh, we gotta get him more involved." And then Mike Mayock goes ahead and makes all these deals. Right. Also, Mike Mike Mayock, Theo Riddick, you're in. Uh, right, <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Whose radar was Lynn, he? On? Lynn Bowden. saying for the rate. He's like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna play running back for us." Even We're though, like, be up Jalen Richard. Like, just get in touch. They, like, who did they draft too? Um, Lynn Bowden. They draft. What's that? Lynn Bowden. Oh, Lynn. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. it's just like extended Jalen Richard too. So it's not looking good. I mean, but at the same time, you know, I think if Gio Bernard stays healthy, I think both of these guys are going to end up getting a very similar workload, you know, throughout right. the season. Their, so their, their defenses aren't great, right? We're so. good with Alvin Kamara back at his spot at four, right? I guess I don't know. I mean, I, I would personally like, you know, with the thing is like you're like, all right, cool, let's grab Latavius Murray, right? But then they got Ty Montgomery. And there's a possibility that Ty Montgomery is their main pass catching back. If Alvin Kamara is hurt. Buy it. Oh, if he's hurt? I've heard the same buzz, too. And, I mean, the way that they use Taysom Hill annoyingly, I w- it wouldn't surprise me, man. Oh, yeah, um, not if Alvin Kamara is healthy. I'm saying if Alvin Kamara is, let's say he, he this, back thing, this back thing is a real issue or, like, he holds out, yeah. whatever the case may is Latavius Murray that, like, 85% snap guy like he played in those two games last season. I was going to say, he dominated. He yeah. was like the RB1. Yeah, he was. He was RB1 those yeah, he two killed, games. He, he killed my Bears one week. Oh, yeah. Dude. And, like, it's funny. Like, no one wanted to start him that week, right? Right. Remember that? Last week, everybody was like, I don't know about Yeah, they him. were like, this defense, I don't know. But then like, Akeem Hicks was down, and they were just playing like shit at the time. That's true. Like, 
Hindsight he dominated that game. on that one, right? Yeah, 2020 was terrible. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, Akeem Hicks being out, like, everybody was, like, on it the, right. the next week. They're right. like, oh, really? Oh, that makes a difference? Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Right. I don't think the guy's one of the best right. in the league on defense, right. on the front line. Yep. All right, so I think that we're good. I think I think that I think that Kamara's fine at four, you know, especially, like, I'm, you know, unless I hear something crazy before my, my home league on Friday – um, I'm, if I if I was at four, I'd be with it. But you ready to mock draft? Oh yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Let's do it, man. Let's, Let's do, do it. it, man. So <laughs> all right. So what I set up here, twelve team PPR, single quarterback hurts my heart. You know how much I, I'm I'm not a fan of single quarterback leagues. Um, two two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, two flexes, a kicker, and defense. Okay. Um, so Faraz, you're picking at one six. Uh, yeah, I want to make it, uh, weird for me. So, yeah. Okay. I, I was like, let me pick the weirdest spot. I think six is weird right now with okay. all that, with all the Dalvin Cook and Kamara news and all that. Right. And Joey is at one eight, right? Yeah. I tried to get somewhat similar as what he said. I, I want to be a little bit different. I haven't really drafted from that spot yet. So I just, um, but I don't know how to get. So I'm on sleeper on the computer, but it starts freezing up with this pod huh. two going. Um, can I get it on my phone? Because yeah, I, sure. I, I don't see it on the, the sleeper app, though, for yeah, some reason. Yeah, so, so open up sleeper, cut the check also. If you open up, I'll walk you through it um, also. <laughs> um, Free so, promo. Yeah, so when you go to where your leagues are, um, at the top, there's that there's that like little TV icon where it's next to leagues. Okay. Hit that. And then it'll show ah. you. And then you're in. All right. Got it. Perfect. Sleeper, cut the check. All right. And I am going to be drafting at 111 because I like drafting from the edge because I can kind of toss ADP aside because if I don't get my guy here, I'm not getting him. So I want to see what this is going to look like for me on the end. You know, you get two picks like pretty much back to back, but then you got to wait and then you got to play the game. So that's kind of where I'm going to come from with mine. So, yeah, the worst part is like when you have three guys that you like and you're like, shit. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You know what I do in that situation? I'm, I'm giving away my secret. I text my wife. I'll text her three names and the, whatever the one that she sends me back is the winner. And they're going to be right. Yeah. I like you know, that. I, you know, she doesn't know any. She's not into any of it. She just is like, all right, him. They're usually right, so. Always. Do you know how many times I do that for DFS? Say again? You want to make this 30 seconds a pick and not two minutes per pick? Sure. Yeah, because I'm going to be wind up pausing right in between and everything as well, too. But, Joey, go ahead. What were you going to say, man? Oh, I was going to say, do you know how many times I do that with DFS when I'm, like, picking lineups and, like, stacking teams? I'm like, hey, pick a team. Or, like... You know, pick pick a player, pick between these two, and she'll be like, she'll give me some names, and I'll be like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, make a comedy. <laughs> That's it. I remember, uh, I like lineup, but she's picking them. You real know, quick, real quick story. I remember it was around Christmas time, like right before my daughter was born, and I was in, um, I was in a, I was in a championship, of, like probably the one that I was in for with the most money, and I was in between, like I think it was like Mark Ingram, Thomas Rawls, blah. Listen to that name. Um, and somebody Dude, else Thomas was a killer that year. No, he was. And that's what I was trying to like get back. And I, uh, you know, I asked my wife, I was like, yo, Thomas Rawls or Mark Ingram. And she looked me dead in my face. Didn't even blink. was like Mark Ingram, Mark, Mark Ingram went bonkers that week. And it, it won me the week or whatever. I was like, I couldn't, right. 
<laughs> All right. So a, we're going to do 30 seconds, right? 30 seconds each. Let me just make sure I did that right because uh, I'm an idiot and I could do it wrong. Got it. 30 seconds each. And then um, so basically what's going to happen is, is right after your pick, you know, we'll talk, you know, give you about 30, 35 seconds to like talk through your pick and, and why, you chose him, why you chose him over uh, who else was on the board. And yeah, let's uh, let's have some fun. All right. Let's get this started. All right. Begin draft. Yes. First off the board, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas second. This makes no sense. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. You're on the clock for us. Ah, oh, damn, this is tough, guys. This is tough. See, these mock drafts just throw like the crazy. Dude, this is exactly why I'm here. So, with the Dalvin Cook holdout news, I'm going to go Clyde over to Lair. Nice. Now, I'm going to pause the draft real quick before you get to your pick. Um... Because I want you to talk to me and talk me out of not being panicked because some I read something somewhere that threw – like somebody just said these words. What if CEH is just a rookie who joins this league and doesn't automatically get it? You know, and then I'm – and then in my head, I have him – right after the tier of four, I have him. Right. And, it just, and just hearing someone else say those words got me scared. Talk me out of it. Well, yeah, no, it's definitely a possibility. I I pick C, I rank CH this high because, out of FOMO, right? Like, I don't want to miss out. It's just more like, for me, look at his competition, right? Like, his competition right now, you know, what's his name isn't even going to make the team. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, the guy on the, who used to be in the Raiders, they just, just got to the, what's his name? Anyway. The Washington. There you go. He's not gonna make. The, he doesn't look like he's gonna make the team. So his main competition is, competition is Darrell Williams. Um, so he's gonna be the guy, right? Um, he's capable, right? And that's really all you need, right? Like he's gonna get touches. He's gonna get volume. Um, now listen, I want to take Dalvin Cook with every ounce of my soul at one six, right? The Adam Schefter thing, you know, when he said that if if Dalvin Cook doesn't get a deal, uh, you know, by the start of the season. That would make him nervous, right? That's that's yeah, what it would give you pause uh, in fantasy drafts. It's gonna make me nervous as well, right? So that's the reason why I rather just be a little bit risk averse here, you know, and take Clyde Edwards Hilaire because he has the upside, right? He doesn't need, you know, seventy five percent of snaps either, because if you're getting fifty fifty five percent of snaps in an Andy Reid offense and you're getting you know fifteen plus touches, you're good. You're gonna be an RB one. You know, that's, that's what the numbers have shown, even with Damian Williams. So I think he'll be fine. Um, he's going to be a part of the offense, if anything. And if he has a little bit of talent, and he does, right? You know, he wasn't really efficient in the passing game. Um, but, you know, yards after contact per attempt was okay. Um, uh, you know, uh, broken tackles was okay. So I'm, I'm okay drafting Edward Hilaire this high. Got it. You make me feel better. All right. Um, Joey, you're on the clock, man. Um, so... 30 seconds is up and you're on. So, you know, after you make your pick, talk us through and everything. Still can't believe Michael Thomas went second. That was weird. That's really weird. Um, damn it. This is this is too tough. Fast, but I guess I had a lot of time while he was talking, but I was listening. To him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, this fuck. is tough. Though. Uh, here we go. Just, just, just go for it. Oh, uh, click. There we go. <laughs> All right. I, I All got right. a cramp in my leg. <laughs> Let me pause the draft oh, real quick. All right, so, so, so Joey, Joey got one cramp and he got one workhorse uh, back um, here when he took Derrick Henry. So, um, you know what? I think that I'm 
completely come around on Derrick Henry at this point. And I think that even in PPR leagues, he is in that tier with these guys right there in that spot just because of guaranteed focal point in the offense. Guaranteed. Might take him a little while to warm up, but when it gets cold, you know it's Derrick Henry season and he could win you a title. So, like, that sort of security out of the running backs, he's probably the lock, right? Like, out of out of all of those guys to just be, like, that guy. So, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to take your point or anything like that, but, yeah, like, I, I love that right there because oh. I, I, I've always been uh, uh, against Derrick Henry. That's why I feel the need to say that, so. Oh, I have too. Yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on board with everything you just said because, especially in PPR, you he's the the ultimate he's the anti PPR running back. He's the guy that you would just always fade if you're smart and if you study this game and if you play fantasy year in and year out. You would not go after somebody who just is on the ground. He's just getting carries and he's just okay a touchdown guy. All right, yeah, we can. But, like you just said, November comes around, December, it's Derrick Henry time, and he's, I don't trust Tannehill still. I still don't trust Tannehill. Was it, is that real? Is that, is he going to keep emerging? Or is he still Ryan Tannehill to a certain point? You know, so they're still going to be relying on Henry a lot, and this is actually my first share of him um, this year, which, I mean, it's a mock draft, so. Right. But is the first I don't time know if I draft him. But yeah, I, I I guess I would draft him though at this spot. You know, if he's available there, because yeah, he's just gonna get the volume and he's shown that he's just an elite running back as far pure running back in this league. So yeah, you can't you can't really go wrong there. I don't think. Joe, Joe, you're still at zero shares, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta do another draft then. Don't, don't steal my guy. I'm gonna I'm be watching you. <laughs> don't steal my guy, Jason. <laughs> hey, like for real though, like is Darrington Evans gonna be the guy yeah, on right. third downs? That's what I was gonna ask you, Faraz. Like yeah. I think that uh-huh. I think that I think that that's that like you made a great point about that, Faraz. It's over. I think he's just gonna be all on the all the on the field the entire time, pretty much. I mean, he might, man. And like if he gets thirty receptions, like that's what like, we asked for. We're not even asking for like sixty five. That's all we want. 30, 35, maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 50 targets. He's really talented, though. That What's that? Evans is, really, Evans is really talented. He is, man. And if he gets the opportunity, like he missed a ton of camp, right? And I'm hoping that, like, you know, he, he could do his thing. Um, He wasn't, in, like, he wasn't, like, an amazing pass catcher in college, right? But it, it seems like he's, that's something that he needs to be, he needs to kind of be coached up, right, in that department. Oh yeah, Henry. They don't they don't set him up like they like they give him all those throwbacks like you know like they like they'll run the one way like just when you suspect that they're not gonna throw right, it to him right. like with legs and all that yeah right. Well, like, they, what about Darrington Evans though? Like he he's not like a huge receiving guy, right? He's more like he's a he's a little bit of a project when it comes to the receiving game. I don't understand why people are just automatically saying that he's a third down guy. Like yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. I mean, I saw a quote from Mike Mike Vrabel before the season. And after he drafted him, and he was just like, yeah, like, you know, we were arguing about it. Him and the GM were arguing about whether he was going to be fit for that role or not. Um, and whether the production in the receiving game, you know, could, you know, uh, you know what the outlook would be on on in the NFL. And they couldn't agree. Uh, but they ended up taking him. Um, and Mike Vrabel was like, well, his athleticism and what he's shown, you know what I'm saying? Like, his athleticism can translate 
to be becoming a good route runner and all that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Maybe he's not there yet. All right. All right. So let me. It's my turn. I got a, a chance to stall, and I was listening to the same thing. I want to be on the clock just as fast. All right. I'm on. So I'm here at 11. I have a good look at some running backs, one, two, three, four, that are probably workhorse backs. I'm going to try something different um, this time that, you know, if these guys were on the board, I wouldn't have taken them. But this guy's usually not here in this spot. So I'm going to take Miles Sanders here at 111. Um, and I'm back on the clock. So let me just pause it real quick. The reason that I'm changing this, and I know that everybody's worried about the lower leg injury and week to week, you know, all those things. Everybody's well, week to week. He's day to day today. Right, exactly. <laughs> We're all day to day. We're all week to week. Um, you know, I don't see why that's such a bad thing um, at this point. Um, you know for a fact that when he comes back, you know, Fournette didn't go there. Um, you know, even if Devontae Freeman decides to show up in the middle of the year, I'm not worried. I think, you know, he's going to be locked and loaded this year. Boston Scott's the only other guy that's really there. I know they talk about Corey Clement. He'll sprinkle in. You know they're going to use him. But, you know, you have to point. it points to how it was when Miles Sanders was there, you know, and they lost all those receiving options because guess what? Alshon's still on the pub. You know, uh, now Jalen Rager is, what, week to week. You know, the, the, the guys that I'm warming up to here – in these air, if for for now for the Eagles is Sanders and and Zach Ertz looks just like now like the safest tight end like out of all of these guys because he's gonna be like a target vacuum, um especially in the beginning of the year like you know before all these guys get back to health um if that ever happens so um yeah I'm gonna change it up usually I would have went with somebody like Tyreek or Julio but good luck good news Tyreek Hill next Joe Mixon right after I can have Julio Jones now too so. Um, so tell me if you agree, disagree. I'll start with you for us. I love Miles Sanders. Okay. So I'm, I'm very in on him. I actually have him right above, like right around, like I, it's, it, for me, it's in P, full PPR leagues is CMC, Saquon, Kamara, Zeke, um, and I, Dalvin, if he wasn't holding out, Edward Talaire and Sanders are kind of right there. So those are like my top, like six, six or seven guys right there. So yeah, I'm, I'm. Very in on Sanders this year. So I got a good value at 11. I think so, man. Like that, And that's one of the reasons why I like being at that turn, like at the end of the first round, because if you can get a guy like Sanders, and then plus you 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 know you combine him with another elite, either another three-down running back or another elite wide receiver, like you're sitting pretty, man. Right. So, uh, Joey, anything to add on Miles Sanders? Do you have a lot of him around, or are you going to be targeting him in your drafts? Yeah, uh, I've got a couple shares already. Um, I, I like Sanders. I, I, I like him like at the end of the first round in 10 team leagues. So like the eight through 10 spot. Um, and I, you know, obviously I just took Henry with the eighth pick, but you know, sometimes you won't see, you'll see my, uh, Michael Thomas or Clyde Edwards Hilaire kind of fall to that spot. And I, I might take Sanders even over Hilaire, even though I know you took him, but I feel like he's, he's might be even safer other than the injury, but because of what we've seen him do in the league last year, um, I, I like Sanders. I think he's going to get passing work. He's going to be the full time guy. And yeah, uh, Boston Scott will probably eat into that a little bit with the receiving, but not, not too much. I mean, there's a reason why, they didn't bring somebody like Jordan Howard in this season. I mean, they're just kind of going with these guys that they already pretty much had, you know, last season, um, like Boston Scott and 
you know, I mean, obviously they liked what they saw with those guys, but they didn't bring a running back, pure running back in like a Jordan Howard type of veteran. So that speaks volumes to me. And I, yeah, I like Sanders. I think, I think he's really, he's going to hit that, that what you're looking for at that spot. Cool. You made me feel better. So let me uh, resume. I actually was going to go receiver here, but I'm going to throw a curveball. Um, I see Nick Chubb on the board, and I'm going to take him, and I'm going to tell you why right there. Um, so I know that I could have, you know, my favorite receiver in the league um, and a top three, top four wide receiver. Um, but there's something safe about having Nick Chubb as my RB2. You know, just because I know that he's he's going to get carries. I understand that, you know, the, the Kareem Hunt thing. But I wanted to switch up my strategy. I want to see what this team would look like if I started running back, running back. Because I'm always, you know, I, I'm, I'm always one and one, right? Like right there, that's a signature moment right there for me to take Julio Jones and start my draft with Miles Sanders and Julio Jones. The problem is, is what we were just talking about. Like, I have two guys that I feel comfortable with that are top 15 guys, one that has a chance to be top, you know, five if all things go right for him um, in Miles Sanders. And then in the later rounds, in the, not the later rounds, three to four, there's so many good receivers there that I could start with, you know. And, uh, yeah, so I just want to see what this team's going to look like um, if I were to go this route. So, um, Faraz, I'll start with you. Do you find yourself starting, like, you know, are you just going fluid with the draft motion or do you like feel like, you know, like I know everybody's just taking running backs in the beginning, but is that how you're moving just as reactionary? Because after there's a, there's a steep drop off after all of the, the, the workhorse guys, right? Yeah, like I, I, I prefer to go running back, running back. Hmm. But um, if, if like Devante falls to me, you know, in the second oh. round, like, like Devante fell to where you're at in my other draft today. I would have drafted him there. You know what I mean? So like I, you know, obviously that's that's huge, right? There, right? You know, ridiculous value. So that's I would have done that. You know, so yeah, I stay fluid. You know, um, I'm okay taking another guy like Kenyon Drake. You know, he's obviously an option there too, but you know, he prevents a, he presents a little bit of risk. Right. You know, um, uh, you know, the upside is there, no doubt. But you know, I think Nick Chubb is as safe as you can get with, with Stefanski coming in. You know, who knows what the split's gonna look like between him and him and um, Hunt? But at the same time, like. You know he's going to be the goal line guy. You know he's going to get a ton of work either way. So um, it's it's very safe. And I think you know with positional scarcity and all that, I think Chubb, you know, gives you uh, a good advantage at the RB two spot. Right, and he's he's going to score more of those goal line carries that he didn't score last year. Like yeah, like that that number is absurd. That number is absurd. And it's and weird. and to think all the numbers that he put up last year, that number is absurd. Man. Exactly. All right, Joey, you're back on the clock, bro. Um, let's get it started. Did you get a chance to look, or were you just listening? Uh, both this time. All right, cool. So I, okay. yeah. And you're on. Swiped. Right. Swiped. Okay, there it is. So, Austin Eckler, talk to me, Joey. I mean, Mike Williams is hurt. Right. Um, Melvin Gordon's gone. Eckler was already, you know, basically the feature guy. I mean, yeah, he, Melvin Gordon, he, he gave up a lot to Melvin Gordon when he returned, but wasn't really efficient, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, but um, Eckler should get a ton of targets. I feel like I mean, this is he's gonna get most of the work. I'm not really that worried about Joshua Kelly in his rookie season. Um, there's a lot of talk about that going around. Um, will he see some snaps? Yeah, sure, he'll see some snaps. He'll get some carries, but Eckler for me is the best available at this point now. 
in the draft of horse running backs or uh, guys that should see a significant amount of time and see a ton of action. So I, yeah, I love Eckler at this point. And I, I think uh, they can still have a decently efficient offense offense, even with Tyrod Taylor. I think Taylor, you know, I don't think he'll take a ton of deep shots. I, I feel like he's going to be u- relying a lot on guys like Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where my mentality is on, on that, I guess. Hey, I'm totally with you. you guys totally, swipe, go with it. Totally with you on that one, man. You swipe me, dude. I would have took him for sure. All right. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're um we're up to Faraz again, guys. Let's pick up the pace a little bit when we're talking. I know we get into deep conversations and everything, but you know we're going on already. What an hour twenty. There's a lot of rounds left, so let's get it. Um, Faraz is back on the clock at two seven. Listen, man, I like, like, the running backs are going deep now. Yes. Right? And the wide receivers, you know, man, like, I, I want to pick a tight end here. I'm considering a tight end here uh, just because, like, the wide receivers aren't really separating for me. Right. But I'm going to go a little bit risky, right? And I'm going to go James Conner. Nice. Now, this is super early for James Conner, right? Really? Uh, but I think, that, I think that right now it's it's about where he's going. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, you were getting a real value with of him, course. you know, earlier in the in the summer. Like you can get him in like the end of the third round at at, at some point. Um, like you know, I could have got him at three six if this was like a month ago, you know. But he's gotten some hype, um, especially with you know Mike Tomlin's comments and all that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with it. I'll probably be looking for Benny Snell later in my draft, right? To kind of shore up that situation. That too, um, because he's an every down. He's gonna be an every down back most right. likely, and that's it. Like he, he's it's a Steelers offense. If he gets hurt, it's gonna be unfortunate. But hopefully, I'll have a handcuff. I'll hopefully, hopefully, I have some running back depth to take care of it. <clears throat> I want to kind of get as much advantage as I can out of that running back position. Um, yeah. So anyway, okay, you okay. can unpause shit. So two seven James Conner, two eight Aaron Jones, two nine Patrick Mahomes. Then the tight ends. The tight ends go at the end of the rounds. Like the like those people that are are like at the end, like at eleven, you know, like is when people are taking them eleven, and then on the other way. So ten Kelsey, eleven Kittle, two twelve David Johnson is way too early. That's nonsense. Um three one Lamar Jackson, three two Chris Carson, three three Chris Godwin, three four Todd Gurley. Um the <laughs> next pick is let's make sure we get that in and then now Faraz you're back on the clock here um I'm kind of with you there on Connor um what are you thinking now at 3-6 Kenny Galladay um you know I would have took him if he was on the board right um I like Mike Evans man I think he's I like him more than Chris Godwin this year I yeah. do um and I, I was saying that for 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 a little while now but only because of the 12 personnel thing I don't know how much 12 personnel they're, they're going to run but it's going to be more than they did last year <clears throat> excuse me but you know the guy, the guy, the, the guys I'm considering. I'm considering wide receivers here, um, but I am going to go DJ Moore here. Okay, um, so you're going safe. <clears throat> he's he's my he's like my yeah he's my safe wide receiver one um, right. that I'm going for. So that that's I, we, we talked about him earlier too. Right. So um, I'm I'm in on him this year. Right. So DJ Moore three six, Allen Robinson three seven to be paired with with Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. Not a bad start. Joey, uh, you're on the clock at three eight. Um, I'm gonna hit resume draft. Um, talk us through it. Well, a guy that really stands out to me is Robert Woods here. Um, he's not. If you look on sleeper, he's down quite a ways. Yeah. It's not really up towards the top of the board, but I'm gonna go with my rankings. 
and I'm going to go with Thielen right there. Okay. Um, so you went with Adam Thielen there. Talk me talk uh, talk about it. Yeah, I've got Thielen ranked a little bit higher, I think, than consensus. I I, I think he's got a chance, a real chance to be in the top ten uh, for PPR leagues this year. And I mean, he usually is, you know, within the top ten. I I don't see how he doesn't get peppered with, you know, 150 targets this season. Easily. I just think that that's the, who else do they have? Justin Jefferson, who they just drafted, doesn't supposedly wasn't looking good in camp. He's the number um, three, is what they're saying right now. It looks like uh, uh, BC Johnson is going to be starting um, <laughs> across from Adam Thielen. And what? And and that tells me that that makes me feel even better. <laughs> so I. Mean, I with rookies, it's a little bit tougher because there was no OTAs, anything like that. So they were gonna like it's very you're gonna find very few guys that are just going to come right in. There's going to be those guys that are just going to be able to do that, but I don't, it's tough to expect Justin Jefferson to, like, come right in, like, you know, and, and you know, oh, yeah. I, I read the same things that you were saying, too. So, yeah, it's not I, – I don't disagree with any of that at all, honestly. Yeah, I just I – th- I think he's being a little bit undervalued, even though his ADP might be around this spot, I guess, technically. But um, I just think he's – there's a lot – he's got a really high floor, I think. And if he gets just a little bit more touchdowns, um, yeah, I think he could have a higher ceiling too. But yeah, I, I like Thielen this year. All right, so I'm gonna put this back on. Now I'm on the clock. This one's pretty easy. Faraz, I think you know where I'm going here. Um, so after Thielen, it was uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and then Jonathan Taylor. Um, this is easy. I need to pick a wide receiver. One, Mike Evans is the play, the pick. Um, really don't have to explain any more than you know. <laughs> The the guy who, you know, he's been talking I've heard Brady talk about him, you know, in the and, and I know that, that doesn't sound like anything, but if he's already trusting him and he's already had six one thousand yard seasons, you know, I, I understand the concerns about Brady not tossing the ball down the field, but he's just gonna be using the red zone. They're just gonna toss it up to him. I'm good with Mike Evans here as my number one. I wish my draft really fell this way where I could get Mike Evans at three eleven. Probably won't happen. It's such a good, it's such a good value for him. Right, that probably won't happen. That's why it's a mock draft. It's bullcrap. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so after Mike Evans, um, Amari Cooper, uh, Odell Beckham at four one. I'm back on the clock, and look who's at the top. It's good old Letter Fournette. I'm not drafting him. <laughs> and there's someone else that I see. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start swinging on upside a little bit more here. Um, and I'm gonna get me a piece of this Atlanta passing game. Calvin Ridley, come on down. Um, at four three, let me just let it get to you. Actually, oh well, it's on you right now. Give me a sec. Uh, pause draft. So yeah, Calvin Ridley. It, the 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 writing's on the wall. Uh, you know, I don't. We don't have to talk any more about him. Like you know, you've already heard me. You know, discuss him at length about how much you know I like him. You know, everybody's calling him the new Godwin, right? Like that's what everybody's just like automatically saying. But <clears throat> it's all there for him. It's all right there in front of him with all those targets uh, as well too. And um, you know, if anything happens to Julio, then you're talking about a guy who's really going to see all the targets. Then it's, you know, it's really game on. But I don't think that he needs Julio to uh, to return value, especially at 4-2 um, right now. Like, he, he still has a chance. He's I'm not dra- I feel like I'm not drafting him at his, um, his, uh, his ceiling, right? Like, this might be closer to maybe his floor, I think, with all these guys. So how many are off the board? 1, 2, 3. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen feels okay. You know, um, other guys on the board that that I would have considered there, 
Um, you know, Robert Woods is there. I probably, now that I just looked at it, I think I just missed on somebody a little bit better. Um, I probably, going back and looking at it, I probably would have taken A.J. Brown. Just, uh, just I need that I need that other boom type of, like, player, too, like, behind him or whatever. But I'll be all right with Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, man. Damn it. I should have taken A.J. Brown. That was stupid. Hey, man, listen. Like, this is a mock draft. You can do whatever the hell you want. <coughs> oh, no. Nah, <laughs> nah, right. It's cool. So, Leonard Fournette went next. Um, Le'Veon Bell. And, uh, Joey, you're back on the clock, man. So, talk to me. About to get snipe. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. I'm still going. Was that your dude? Yeah. Well, I, I knew you were going to take him because you were considering him at 3-8. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he came back around. I Well, it was either him or I, I was looking at A.J. Brown like you were talking about. Um, but I I like Chark, too, in that spot. Uh, but I, I'm still going safety here. I, th- I still think, you know, Bobby Trees, Bobby Woods, whatever you want to call him. Um, I think he's – yeah, he's still got – tremendous safety i think he's gonna get a ton of targets and he's gonna be that dude like uh, cooper cup's gonna be like, probably that more that slot guy obviously and um you know he's more of the playmaking type receiver but he, he i just I, I just like robert woods i don't know what else he's a, he's an easy pick i think at that spot it, the way he came back around I feel like his situation and the Mike Evans situation is kind of similar, like as far as like the other wide receivers on the field. Right. Like, you know, you have Godwin and then you have Cup as the main slot guys, but both teams might be going to more 12 personnel this year. And then you have who is who is going to be the guy, the beneficiary. It's Mike Evans, who's always been getting it done the outside. It's Robert Woods, who's always been getting it done the outside, right? And those other guys might oh. be a little bit overvalued. So I'm going to take Cooper Cup here. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to take, uh, you know, I love AJ. Um, I love him as a player, you know what I'm saying? But um, we talked about DJ Shark so much that I'm not going to pass up on him. Um, the thing with like AJ Brown for me, and um, it, it's just that, you know, maybe the target volume might not be there. You know, that's the only thing I'm concerned about, uh, even though he's just such a beast. He was taking two picks after me, so I don't have to come back, embarrass myself, and just take him at five right. seconds. But. Um, but yeah, that's my only concern with him. But DJ Shark, we talked about him before. Target volume is going to be crazy. Um, and I, and my guy, my guy came back to me. So I'm happy. Yeah, I know exactly who you're already talking about. But here's why you need to roster build in ways that are unorthodox and stand ahead of the crowd. You get yourself DJ Moore and DJ Sharks on the way back. How can you pass up having two DJs on your team? Like that is excellence your team name is going to be excellent you're just bringing yourself good luck like it's like it and like here's the thing in that spot you'd be talking about dj aj or dk in that area <laughs> like you could see like any that. of those guys like going in that area right there like where you took chart cooper cup was next um and then aj brown give me aj brown over cooper cup all day um then it went mark ingram devin singletary mark andrews who I, I low-key thought about coming back around there just because all he has to do is run, like, 10 more routes, and I think he'll be fine. <laughs> like, like the dude runs – if the dude ran 75 routes, he got targeted 74 times, like, pretty much. Like, it's it's insane, you know? Like, all he has to do is run routes a little bit more, just a little bit more. Um, but Raheem Mostert went on the swing. Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, which they're in, in rankings. It's really between DK. You have to make a decision between the both of them, it seems like. 
Um, yeah, and yeah. like when I was looking at the ADPs, they're like going back to back just like that. So they are. All right, Faraz, you're back on the clock. Um, at I, five who, six. Who, who am I picking, Jay? Ah, uh, Terry McLaurin. Of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm McLaurin here. That's easy. Um, um we found who, out who the starting quarterback was else? today. Uh, not really. No, I wasn't considering anybody else. I mean, I have two. I have two running backs. You know, I'm filling up my, my you know, three wide receivers. Actually, this is a two wide receiver league and two flex spots. Okay, right. that's interesting. So, uh, so yeah, I'm good with this full PPR league. I got three number one wide receivers. I'm happy. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and you know, you, we found out today they're not gonna mess around and like put you know Alex Smith's life in danger or anything like that. Like, what's that about? You know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't just understand like, that. You know. Everyone was like, yo, like, uh, Dwayne Haskins won the job. And I was like, who was he competing against? Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he wasn't competing at all. all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's like, they, like, everybody, somebody was like, wow, so Alex Smith isn't going to start. What? I And then, like, I saw people like, oh, Alex Smith is going to win that job at week six. I'm like, guys, let the dude walk. (laughs) Yes. Like, like, let the dude, like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, good. Activities right now, like yeah, like he really can't uh, even do much right now. They're not saying that he can. He's not even taking like the regular reps. I didn't understand that at all. He's no, our he's, QB this year. I thought he was your QB the whole time. Like I didn't yeah. understand that. All right, um, Joey's back <laughs> on the clock. Oh, God. Um, at what is it? Five, eight. What are you thinking here, Joey? Is he still there? Oh, oh, Man. oh. Yeah, we got some issues here. So I hope he makes a pick. Otherwise, I'll fix it for him. My uh, my team my team name is gonna be more DJ. Nice, that's it. And you need more cowbell mm. too. Exactly. It's just gonna be the, the, it's just gonna be that like that picture. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that's excellent. Right, I pause it. I guess we'll just wait for for Joey to jump back on. Joey, you there, bro? Yeah. Yeah, you're like coming back, but yeah, I paused it right before your your timer was up. You back on? I tried picking, but it's yeah, it's on. It's on now. You can go again. You there, Joey? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're probably just gonna have to like you know knock this out. I think ourselves and for us. Make a pick for him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> what? Give him some upside. Give him like Marquise Brown or something like that. Really? Or give him like Zach Ertz. Well, I'm, you want Zach Ertz? It's gonna so. be Ertz probably. They gave him Keenan Allen. Oof, he's not gonna like that one. <laughs> All right. Well, well, hopefully we'll get Joey back. Um, so Russell Wilson uh, went next. Uh, Dak went after that. I'm on the clock. I'm actually gonna take Zach Ertz. Because mm-hmm. uh, right there at 5'11", let me pause this real quick. At 5'11", that's easy. You know, like, that's easy right there. So, um, got me a top four tight end, right, in that tier, the, the end of the tier probably. I don't know. Like, he could push his way up in that tier just because of, you know, um, all I'm hearing is that, you know, besides all the receiving core being down, is that Goddard's going to be in the block a lot. And everybody's trying to swing on Goddard at the end, like, at the end of the draft. What I think is going to happen is that they are going to be picking up Goddard, and then what happens is that when Goddard starts to disappoint, he just wants to be—he's just going to get cut because it does sound like they're going to need him. They just lost two linemen um, in the offseason as well, too, so they're going to need Goddard to help block and, and chip on 
a lot of those routes. And yeah, Zach Ertz, you know, you don't want to put him in danger. You know, I hate to go with the double Philly stack, but I'm just looking at right there at 5'11". How can I not get like the safest tight end on the board in PPR? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with going with two Philly guys who are going to get a ton of volume, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just a product of, of what the offense is doing. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Okay. So I'm back on the clock again here, and I'm going to kind of zag a little bit more. Joe, are you back, man? I don't think he's on. Are you going to QB here? No, I'm not. Get out of here. <laughs> don't, don't ever d- sully my good name like that. I am going to choose Courtney Sutton here. Um, and as as my third receiver, um, I don't really – see how that's bad at all, you know, and, and this is a league where we're starting to flex in PPR, right? So he has the chance to be the number one. Um, it's the risk involved with him is just really, do you believe in Drew Locke and that small sample size? Right. But, you know, I, uh, I have been somebody who has shot away from him before back in, you know, like a few years ago and everything as well too. But last year I really became a believer just because he was doing it with whoever was the quarterback there, honestly, man. Like, and he, uh, he was wiping out some really good competition too while he was doing it. He really took the, the like the next step. So, you know, having Cortland Sutton as my wide receiver three, I feel really good about it. Um, so Rob Gronkowski went next. AJ Green went next. Let's see. Resume draft. Let's see what it picks for Joey if it does. Um, so he's on the clock. Uh, Thirty seconds. Yeah, he's off on there too. Or he's back on. Here we go. I mean, he's back in the sleeper chat for uh, for the draft itself. So. 15 seconds for Joey. Let's see what we got here. Um, who would it, who would it give him next? Oh, I was probably going to give him Monty. Oh, yeah, you, you might be right. Monty. Yep. All right. <laughs> My David Montgomery. So Hopefully Montgomery, he'll be. Well, he, he's a Bears fan, right? Yes. So that kind of worked out. Um. So pause draft. So you're up. Um, Darren Waller went after, right? So you started with uh, C.E.H. Connor, D.J. Moore, D.J. Charles, Terry Florin. What are you thinking here for at six seven? All right. So the the wide receiver there are two wide receivers that are jumping off the board to me. So uh-huh. Stephon Diggs, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd on the clock. Uh, but what, Michael Gallup and Tyler Boyd are the two guys that are looking at me. But I need some running backs. I only have two running backs so far. I want some depth. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna go ahead here and take DeAndre Swift. Nice. That's the guy that I want to – does that work? Okay, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> and I'm hoping that one of those guys comes back to me. Tyler Boyd, maybe, because Michael Gallup was taken right after that. Yep, Tyler, Tyler Boyd was not take, was was drafted. Michael Gallup was drafted. So Antonio Gibson, 7-3. So here, look, let's, let's, let's go through the picks right after DeAndre Swift, right? Michael Gallup, Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs, Deshaun Watson, J.K. Dobbins, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, Antonio Gibson, Marlon Mack, Kyler Murray. And now you're back on the clock. So right now you've got three running backs, you've got three receivers, three fine receivers as well. Um, what uh, what are you thinking here? I like wide receivers. Like Julian Edelman's gonna be fine, right? I just don't want to take him right now because he's old, and I don't want to. I'd rather like shoot for a little bit more upside, somebody who can potentially not crap out on me in week right. week five. Um, I'm considering Brandon Cooks here. I'm considering Zach Moss is like the next. Oh my goodness, it's only the seventh round. Um, Brandon right. Cooks, uh, Deontay Johnson, I really like him um, this year, and I think he has a lot of upside. So, the fact that I don't have Juju on my team, I'm gonna go Deontay Johnson. Nice. So you're all in with Deontay Johnson like that, huh? 
Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, right. And I think that with Ben back, I think Deontay Johnson is going to going to do really well. I, I, he's a good route runner. He's 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 he did really well last year in a terrible situation. So right. I'm I'm definitely in on him. Okay. So after Deontay Johnson, Jordan Howard went next. Um, Joey's back on <clears> the clock, and then I'm three picks after. Trying to look at who. So Brandon Cooks, he took right there. Hayden Hurst, and then Julian Edelman, and now I'm on the clock, but my computer's acting slow. Let me pause this. All right. What am I looking at here um, on the board? Um, so Debo Samuel, you know, James White, you know, who I've been, like, getting a ton of, you know, just because – you know, you start to hear out of camp that Cam's been throwing to him more than anybody. And, like, that's exactly what you want to you wanna hear. But the question becomes not less of when he's on the field, will he be targeted, is how much he'll be on the field. And what the heck they're going to do with all of these guys. Like, you know, uh, Lamar Miller's off of Pup. But there is chatter that Lamar Miller is going to get cut. Um, Sony's back. He's off of Pup. Rex Burkhead's not going anywhere. You know, James White is there, and I kind of feel good about him. But I think I'm going to zag a little bit, and I'm going to actually take uh, I'm gonna take Jarvis Landry here. Um, let me just set this up. Resume draft. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go safety here. Like, I, I really don't want to, you know, risk it here. Like, again, my fourth receiver is Jarvis Landry, you know. And yeah. uh, Evan Ingram at 7-12. Then Drew Brees at 8-1. I'm back on the clock. Now it's time to start swinging for the fences. I only have two. You know, I only have two backs right now, so I will take James White on the back on the back end right here yeah. right now. Um, Zach, Zach Moss, Moss right after you in the eighth round. See, and that's who I was thinking about with him. Um, but I think that I trust that James White's the leader for them, and they're gonna lean on that. Right. So Zach you. Moss, Tariq Cohen, and Joey's back on the clock. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean the fact that like Zach Moss is going in the eighth round means that a ton of running backs have been taken. For sure. That's why it gets a little barren. You know, like, I, I, I have two really, like, you know, basically workhorse guys, but I have really good receivers that I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, too. So, Philip Lindsay was next, Matt Ryan, and now you're up for Oz. What are you thinking here at 8-7? So, I, I love Evan Ingram. Like, I was hoping that he would fall to me here, right. but he didn't. And running back seemed like I'll be reaching a little bit. Um, I like Debo here at this spot. You know, apparently he might be, according to you, he might be available week Not one. according to me. What Kyle Shanahan says is that he's hoping for both him and Brandon Ayuk to be there. They're going to be practicing this week. He, you know, if all goes right. So, yeah, I don't I, – in, in, if he misses one game, that's all it'll be. But you Listen, just I, I just picked Tyler Higby. You did. I don't think Tyler Higby – I'm not huge on him. Mm-hmm. But the amount of upside that he presents for this price, uh-huh. I'm okay with taking that chance. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, so let me pause the draft. So did you read the report today about, uh, you know, Higby being, like, he's going to be peppered with targets, basically? Like it's No, a big... I didn't hear I, I didn't see that. Yeah, so there's a beat writer that came out today that said, you know, like, expect Higby to be involved. Like, for sure. Um, That's, like, really what you want to hear because I think that, again, we, we've discussed this. You know how it is. Wait, you know, do you buy into what's, you know, what happened at the end of the year or is there going to be a change? Like, you know, the the idea that he's going to be there and you know that he's going to be, you know, involved is is got to give you a lot more confidence. Oh yeah, that that if that's true, like that that gives me and I believe you. <laughs> uh, that definitely gives me more I'll confidence. Look, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Talk. No, but like, you know, uh Gerald Everett, you know, he didn't play any snaps. I think he played like one snap that whole time while Tyler Higby was killing it. And now that he's back and healthy, that can mess things up a little bit. And I'm not saying that he's a, that much of a better player than Higby is or, 
you know, whatever. It's more like they're going to play a lot of 12 personnel. They're going to have Everett on the field. Um, it might not work out the same way that it did last year, but we saw what Higby did. What he did was incredible for a tight end. Um, the production is like unheard of what he did in those five games. So even though they were against shitty tight end defenses, I'm okay with taking him at this price because of the upside. And when you look at all the other options on the table, you know, nothing else, you know, screamed out at me um, as far as upside goes. Right. So I found the report. I'm not crazy. Okay. All right. ESPN's Lindsay Theory expects Tyler Higby to continue to be among Jared Goff's top targets. Okay, good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's that's pretty much – that's good vibes that you want to hear before you yeah, draft. Yeah, we definitely want to hear – like, that sounds like good good vibes. And, like, when it gets closer to your draft and, like, closer to week one, that's what you want to hear. For sure. Um, Alexander Mattinson went next. Debo Samuel went after that. Tom Brady, Emmanuel Sanders, C.D. Lamb. Don't like that at all. I would definitely take C.D. Lamb before I would take Emmanuel Sanders. Latavius Murray, Henry Ruggs. Gosh, Henry Ruggs, man, at 9-2. You know, like with, with everything that we know about Tyrell Williams right now, you know, I know there's the, the Brian Edwards hive and there's the Ruggs hive, but why can't? Why not both? <laughs> why yeah. not both? I agree. I mean, that's that's a good value, I think, for Henry Ruggs, 9-2. Carry on Johnson, 9-3. Aaron Rodgers, 9-4. Chase Edmonds, 9-5. You are back on the clock, my friend, at 9-6. Let me turn this back on for you. Okay. What are you thinking? I, I, like, I'm thinking Damian Harris here. I'm thinking okay. A.J. Dillon. I feel, I feel like it's early for both of those guys. Um, do I have Galladay? I don't. So I'm going Marvin Jones here. Nice. That's um, solid. Yeah, very solid. I think, you know, when you look at the splits between him and Kenny Galladay as far as targets go, especially and end zone targets as well, the you know it's not a huge difference between the two, so I'm okay uh, with going Marvin. This is a good value for him, honestly. Yeah, for sure, and I I I love the pick right there. That's like the the like your wide receiver core is so safe with so much yeah. upside right now. So I mean Marvin Jones, no complaints from me at nine six there. Not Matt Breida nine seven. Joey took Jameson Crowder nine eight. Those targets got to go somewhere if anybody's oh, yeah. out there. Like I mean I know Denzel Mims said that he's probably gonna be good to go, but. Uh, give me Crowder, give me Herndon all day uh, right now at this point. Um, and Tevin Coleman went right after that. Damian Harris went right after that. I am back on the clock right here. Um, and I've got a pretty good mix of guys here. So I think that I'm going to go super safe when it comes to um, wide receiver one more time here. And a guy that I've just been pretty much just grabbing everywhere at this point is uh, Sterling Shepard, man. Like at, at, at 9-11, you know, man, like to, to be like my fifth, you know, receiver, you know, on, on, on a week where I need him to put up points on a, on a flex week or something like that. It's, it's pretty simple right here. I've been getting him everywhere. I, you know, people are just forgetting. Yeah. His, his target volume stayed very, very solid throughout the season. And he was getting, he was averaging like eight point something yards targets per game, which was like rank. It was like a thing that ranked like top 15 or something. So it's going to be legit when all three guys are healthy when all the receivers are healthy, he's going to get his targets no matter what. For sure. And then and he's, Hunter, a good, he's a good wide receiver. He also proved last year that he could run routes on the outside. And he, is, he is a good he is a good wide receiver. That's the other thing, too. It's just, you know, the injury thing. Like, I get it. Exactly. You know, I understand. You know, but, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, someone swiped your 49ers defense, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of these leagues with defenses and everything, but I know that my my home leagues are going to have them. And I, I do not take them until the, like the last round. Like, I don't care. I really don't care, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I almost at this point wouldn't be taking like anybody like at this point. So, um, all right. So 
Hunter Henry, San Francisco 49ers D. Man, this draft is wacky. Okay, let's um, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's get a little nuts here. Um, and let's shoot for some more upside. So I only have three running backs, and I think that I'm just gonna try to stick to this. And I am gonna go a little bit more upside here at 25 with 25 seconds left. Am I or am I not? What am I looking at here? I had somebody. Um, I. Oh God! Now I'm stuck. All right, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna take Nicole Hardman here because even no. if he takes, even if he takes one good step forward this year, um, you know, it, I'm not afraid of Sammy Watkins. He doesn't. He only can kill the 49ers or me when he plays me in fantasy. So you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not really too worried about you know, um, him. You know, I think that Nicole Hardman's gonna be, you know, a guy that. It's gonna take a nice step forward, and 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 if he even just does a little bit more, and is just a little bit better, then you know you're. I, I'm just gonna swing on the upside here. Yeah, I don't even have to say too much more right there. So, um, all right. Uh, he's on auto right now. So he is on auto. So, yeah, Joey's back with Christian Kirk after I took Miko Hardman. It's Jalen Rager, Josh Allen, Christian Kirk, Carson Wentz. I'm looking at you, and who's gonna blink on quarterback first? That's what this. We're gonna have a stare off to see who's gonna take a quarterback first. <laughs> like, you're on the clock at ten seven. Um, talk to me. I just like I, I like I like Matt Stafford here, uh-huh. and I want to grab him. Right. But I should grab him, shouldn't I? Now you're trying to get the stack. Yeah, but Amari Jones is probably gonna be on my bench most weeks, right? Um, but I'm also looking at AJ Dillon here. Mm. I'm looking at. Um, Deshaun Jackson here. Right. I feel like Deshaun Jackson is like he's gonna get hurt too. You better play in week one. You better, right? And he he's he's somebody who is going to oh oh auto draft. No no no, I can take it. I can take it off. It's my (laughs) bad. Let's take the Matthew Stafford. I was thinking about him, right? So let's just do it. You sure? Yep, hundred percent. All right. So you got you got Matt Stafford. All right, Matt Stafford. Sony Michelle, Boston Scott, Jerry Judy, Cam Newton, Daryl Henderson, and we're at the turn. So let me just restart this real quick. Resume. Boom. All right. See what we got here. So I so AJ Dillon was taken ahead of me, so that helps me. I mean, helps me make my decision. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're on auto. Oh, am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I on auto? I don't know. Hold on. It's my turn to pick now. Pause draft. All right. Yeah, you just took Duke Johnson. No, I don't want Duke Johnson. Bro. Of course, you don't want Duke Johnson. <laughs> Even though I love Duke Johnson, he's like, he's like the guy who's I've been high on his whole Hold career. On. The move player. I think you can just yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so um, the, all those guys that were taken after me, I wouldn't have picked them anyway. Right. So Thank it's you. fine. Um, but I do need a running back because I haven't taken a running back in. I only have three running backs on my roster, and it's the eleventh round. Mm-hmm. Right. I like Deshaun Jackson here, um, but I I think I I'm I'm good at wide receiver for now. Um, so I'm going to go Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson because he's safe. Um, he's going to get hurt just like Deshaun Jackson. I can't make the pick because you paused me. But if you can just restart it. No, nah, I just added him for you. Oh, yeah. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. So Chris Thompson, um, I think that's the way I would go. Like just because I need some running back depth in a full PPR league, I think he's relatively safe just because Fortnite is gone and he's right. going to be the main guy. Right. Um, right after Chris Thompson, Bryce Love. I got sniped by Joey. He took Preston Williams. Um, that was going to be my next pick. I'm just going to have all the receivers, it looks like. Um, <laughs> Tony Pollard, then the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I'm back on the clock. Um, so looking at 
right now, you know, they're, I think he kind of just pushed me to it. It's like kind of, oh, this is easy right here. I know exactly what I'm taking. I'm going to take a low risk shot here in the 11th round, right? And I'm going to use my running back four spot, 11-11, on Reichwell Armstead. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like it at, at that that price right there, that makes sense for me. You know, it does, it does. Because how many starting running backs can you get in the eleventh round? Right, right. Well, is Adrian Peterson still on the board? No, he went. He last went. Round. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, oh yeah, he just went earlier in this round. Yeah. Right. So after that, it's uh, it's jo- it's Anthony Miller, it's Justin Jefferson. I have fifteen seconds on the clock, and I'm going to I'm gonna take the guy and load up a little bit more running back, a little bit deeper. I'm gonna take Jerick McKinnon here as well. Yeah, um, I like that. I like that. That's a homer pick for sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's the one that I, I I can wait and see. I can sit around and wait and see. I like that pick because I'm I'm high on Jack McKinnon. I like him a lot. I'm still on auto draft, by the way. Yeah, you did. You just took Daniel Jones. Well, how do I get myself off of auto draft here? What's, what's going on? Let me pause it. Sorry, man. Nah, you're good. You're good. All right. Let me see. How do I get myself off of auto? Oh, okay. I, I see the toggle. Never mind. I'm off of auto draft now. You're good? Now, what do you... All right. So, at 12-7, Deshaun Jackson went right before you. John Brown. Okay, let me look at all these picks after me. So, all of the picks that were between 12-7 and 13-6, I would not have chosen. Right. So, who are you thinking? So, here I am looking at Naheem Hines because mm-hmm. he's a PPR back. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at shoring up my Pittsburgh running back situation with Benny Snell. Makes sense. Um, I'm looking at Paris Campbell. And did somebody get taken? Um, no, I guess not. Um, and I'm looking at some tight ends, some backup tight ends. Because, you know, I don't have somebody that's a sure thing in Tyler Higby. You have Zach Ertz, so you're good. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think let's just let's just make a pick, man. Like, what you waiting for? Like, I don't just know. tell me. You just let me know so I can manually set it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... I already picked a wide receiver. Um, let's go with um, – this is more than 30 seconds. What do you think? Like, you think Sorry. Is- <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm about to keep you back. Gonna I'm going to take Mike Gesicki here. Okay. Um, he He's like a guy that I've been high on this year. Um, I, I just I, – I like him. I like right. him a lot just because of the the offense. Um, you know, he's the guy who's going to be playing the slot a lot, so I love that for him right. in this in this new offense. Um, and I think I'm going to shore up my Pittsburgh running back situation and take Benny Snell here. All right, let me. This one I can unpause for you, and you can just take it. So let me just resume. Done. Right. Benny Snell. Benny Snell. Done. Naheem Hines. Joe. Uh, Joey's back on. Yeah, I like that with Connor and Benny Snell. So there's Daniel Jones. Um, Hawkinson, then Justin Tucker. I'm on the board, and I'm really pissed that I waited on quarterback. <clears throat> I'm really pissed. Um, I'm going to take uh, Jared Goff here. Um, I really was looking at Joe Burrow, hoping that he fell back to me, and he got taken, you know, right after he took Kisicki. Wow. So, uh, LaShawn McCoy was next. Harrison Bucker is next. Um, let me take a look who's on the board still here. And I'm going to take a shot on a guy that, you know, is all upside at this point, and that's Chris Herndon. Um, I've already been on the hype train, and I might as well in this round um, take a shot, even with Ertz. So Golden Tate was after Will Lutz. I mean, if Chris Herndon in any way is involved in the way – all he has to do is run the same amount of routes that Ryan Griffin ran, and we'll be fine. I feel like Chris Herndon's a, a, a more of a sure pick than the 14th round price tag suggests. 
Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's like we saw, I'm going to pause it because you're on the clock right now. We saw Ryan Griffin run a ton of routes, be productive, and that's just Adam Gase's offense. And I'm, I'm, like, again, 14th round, I'm in, man. Like, I'm with that. Even if I have Zach Ertz, man, that, that sort of, that sort of upside that he presents, like, the kid's a baller, you know? Like, I don't have to tell you guys as much as, like, I've, I already do tell you how much I love him because I've been holding him in all my dynasty leagues. But if any of this stuff is true about him being featured and, and, and you know, him being a target hog, man, it, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, man, uh, 100%. Like, you know, looking back on it now, like, I, the fact that if I could have waited to get Chris Herndon and then John o. Smith, I probably would have been the same picks, though. Right. Uh, but Chris Herndon and John o. Smith, those are both perfect late-round tight end guys. Right. So uh, John o. Smith went. Um, Joey took him at 14-5. The Dallas Cowboys went, and you're back on the clock. Um, I'm just going to unpause it for you if you want to yeah. talk for a while. Yeah, the yeah. two guys that I want were my last two picks, uh, Paris Campbell, which I'm going to take now. Okay. And then I'm hoping that um, Joshua Kelly – Comes back to me. Let's see. Greg Zerline, Robbie Gold, defenses kickers, Baker Mayfield, Sammy Watkins, Michael Pittman. He did. He did. He did. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, he's obviously competing for some of the early down touches mm-hmm. in uh, in L.A. with, uh, yep. you know, with um, Austin Eckler. So, that's the upside that I'm hoping for. Hoping that he that pans out. Right. So, Not bad. Uh, Joey's, uh, Joey's back on the clock. Let's see. Did he take anybody? All right. Darrington Evans, because he has Derrick Henry, I guess, right? Rashad Perryman, Gardner Minshew, and I'm going to take Brian Edwards at the end of, with my last pick. Perfect. Um, I just want to get a shot at, at who this could be um, in this offense. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, again, you know, know your league. You may have to draft the kicker in defense. Notice that Faraz and I didn't. Because that's like how I'm pretty much going to be doing it. Like I'd rather stack up on players in the week before the, the season starts and then make a decision the night before, you know, exactly. and see what happens. So because you never know what kind of news is going to come out, correct? Uh, you know, until the draft because they are practicing until that right. happens, and you never know if someone can get hurt. Correct. And a DST, I think that everybody's forgetting about, especially because they just traded for one of the better pass rushers in the league, is the Vikings. Even though that their secondary yeah. kind of shot. You got two really good players coming up, coming on the outside on both sides, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, so um, do you want to run through your team real quick and then we'll let it go because it's about sure. Now, so. I mean, I, I I love my team. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my running backs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and James Conner, I'm happy with that because I got Benny Snell I picked up in the 13th round. So, you know, we know that Benny Snell is going to be the handcuff. You know, Joey I mean? said he did. Joey just texted me that you sniped him with the Joshua Kelly pick. Got oh, him <sighs> There you go, man. That's I it. need to drop like that to snipe. <laughs> I'm glad that I was able to snipe somebody in the last round. Nicely done, my friend. That's how you do it. That's like that's uh-huh. like outbidding somebody by a dollar on Fab. Like it's like that. It's like that's the feeling. I know. What are the chances? Right. Um, wide receivers. I'm very happy. DJ Moore, DJ Shark, uh, Terry McLaurin. I'm calling my team Moore DJ. Um, oh. Deontay Johnson is my wide receiver four. Marvin Jones is my wide receiver five. Paris Campbell's my my wide receiver six. So that's for me, this is an ideal draft with wide receivers. For sure. Um, yeah. I like, I, like the, I like receivers a lot. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ideal. Uh, Tyler Higby, this is not going to happen in a real draft. If if you're if people let you get DJ Moore, Shark, and McLaurin, I mean, come on. That, that, that you're playing in, you're playing in a league. Let me join your league. Tell me the buy-in. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, Tyler Higby and Mike Gesicki are my two tight end options. I, I picked two tight ends because Tyler Higby is not a sure thing. Right. You picked... You picked one tight end. Well, you picked Chris Herndon late. You got the upside guy, but you didn't. You didn't necessarily have to because you're good with Zach Ertz. Yeah. Um, but Herndon can turn into depth. He can turn into um, a trade piece. A trade all that. Piece. That's it. I always think about it in that way too. Like yeah. you never know what's gonna happen. It's always good to have two of. And um, the other thing is too, is I I so the way I've been targeting tight ends, I think it's like if I don't get one of the four, then I'm gonna swing on two late round guys. Yeah, makes two sense. Like Hurst and Janu, Janu yep. and Herndon, Jarwin exactly. and Jarwin and Janu, like those guys. Like I'm, or you know, Janu and Jack Doyle. Especially if we hear that Trey Burton's not going to be there for the first few weeks. Yep. Um, no, then, don't don't forget about Mo Ali Cox, bro. Oh man, I know everybody. There's such a high for like these random players. Like he's a <laughs> mountain of a man, and like it's all, like all I thought people were gonna start saying on Twitter was like, I'm like, all right, Jack Doyle sees a bump. Everybody's like, no, it's Mo Ali Cox season. I'm like, oh my god, man. Are you <laughs> like you, you guys always find somebody else like to you stand. Can't win. You can't win. Right. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll run through my team. This is never gonna happen, right? Like, listen to these like one eleven. Sanders, Nick Chubb, 2-2, Mike Evans, 3-11. Not a chance, man. I feel like where Juju went in this draft was just because this draft was weird. I think that people in home leagues are off Juju because of they're scared of what they saw last year. I'm back on board with him all day. I think that if I'm catching him in the third or fourth round, like I'm looking at a top 10 wide receiver because, you know, we talked about it. Back in the slot, Ben's back. If his arm feels even a little bit better than it was the year that he threw for five bands, which will be fine. All those guys will be supported. Um, Calvin Ridley at four two, then Zach Ertz at five eleven. Like I love the two and two combo right there. Like for me, even though I should have taken DJ Chark like an idiot or AJ Brown like a moron, I took you know Calvin Ridley. All right, <laughs> Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry, James White, Sterling Shepard. Um, Cortland Sutton was sitting there right in my face. Like I'm not a big fan, but as my third receiver, you really can't turn that down. And the same thing with Jarvis Landry, uh, James White. I've just been getting everywhere. Like I just I just feel like again. I'm, I'm going to hammer the point. I don't have any inside sources. I, you know, I, I've only heard that Cam really likes to throw to him. And I think they're just going to lean on him because he has that championship thing that Bill, Belichick likes. And he's been there. So he's trusted. Sterling Shepard, everybody's forgetting about a 9-11. That's pretty much where you can get him easily in, in these drafts. Yep. In the, in the mm-hmm. um, Miko Hartman, I swung for a little bit of upside. Uh, right Quell Armstead was still there at 11-11. I doubt he's probably going to be there. There's going to be somebody in your league that is thinking that they're getting the drop on you by uh, getting Reichwell Armstead in, like, the right. eighth or ninth round or something like that. I'd, I say let him. Um, but at 11, I'm good with that there. Jarek McKinnon, Jared Goff, Chris Herndon, and Brian Edwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like my team, actually. Jared Goff will be there late for you like that. Very late for you like that. Like, he was the one that jumped off uh, at the board at me. And the only other person that I would have considered there uh, probably was Gardner Minshew. The reason yeah. that I wasn't in on Daniel Jones right there was because Daniel Jones' death schedule that starts the starts the season. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And if you're gonna pick a, a QB that late, you might as well pick. And you only picked one, so you might as well pick a quarterback that has a decent schedule to start the year. Right, exactly. And if something happens to him, then I can always make a move and then play the play the streaming game. But yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones is gonna end up on your waiver wire after the first four weeks. I bet you. You know, and then he's gonna have that that streak where he goes crazy again, and then they run into like another part of their schedule that's the same sort of thing. So, it's it's while I'm excited about everybody for the Giants, a lot of their it's a lot of their opponent schedule, which you shouldn't really buy too much into. But when you tell me the first four games is gonna be like the Niners, the Bears, the Steelers, and uh, somebody else, it's just like man, that's 
that's a tough. Uh, that's a tough. Those are tough defenses to go up against. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, we're done. This is over two hours. My wife's gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> Faraz, tell them uh, everywhere to follow you, and uh, you know the content's flowing. So let's go, man. It's go time. Uh, Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. Upper Hand Fantasy at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> what? I had to throw the email in there because my DMs are getting flooded. I was going to say, what if your Instagram name was that? Because you know there's like old people that make Instagrams. With their just, they're like, it's like their whole thing. Like, what if my Instagram was jasonapande2103 at gmail.com? That would be fire, yo. That would be fire. No, that would be so good, dude. Like, you would get like a thousand followers just for, the, just for that name. Like, how is this possible? I'd be like, yo, that's, that's my username, bro. What's your email? Oh, wait, never mind. Right, exactly. What is it? Uh, let's see. His team name is password is Taco. What do you think his password is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yo, uh, like I said, guys, just make sure you follow Faraz. Um, you know, smash the subscribe, like, uh, you know, leave reviews for the pod and everything as well, too. You know, we're, we're at least going to do one a week. Um, this was a fun one. I wish Joey would have been able to finish it up. Um, but at least you sniped him at the end to uh, kind of get him back because he sniped you like two times in a row. So that's got to be a good thing <laughs> for you. Yeah, I'm so, uh, you know, what's going to happen this week? Um, a lot going on with, obviously, you know, things ramping up next week for Thursday. So try to get as many shows as, as I can, you know, try to line up some guests, try to get some different perspectives. So, um, you know, got to get people that we can argue with. You know, I, I'm, I'm tired of the love fest of, like, me and you being on here. It's like, oh, we ever, like, yeah, you know what? You are right. Yeah, no, you're right. No, we're, <laughs> bro, we're both right. Like, no, we need to... I, I was telling Joey before we got on, I think I just need to turn into the Skip Bayless of this and just be like, Terry McLaurin's a bum. Let me right. tell you just, why. Just yeah. disagree with everything. Right, disagree with everything. Terry McLaurin's trash because, <laughs> you know, the, the upgrade would be if Alex Smith or Kyle Allen was there and not Dwayne Haskins. And they, like, <laughs> you could downgrade him now. He's on my do not draft list. <laughs> See, I can't even do that right. Like, it just sounds stupid. Like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was pretty entertaining. I don't know how they do it, like, with a straight face. Like, say things like that where I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense, bro. Like, that's wrong. Anyway. Um, yeah, man. So, follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. At JasonAponte2103. Um, Instagram, Fantasy Bros Pod. On on um, Twitter, Fantasy Bros Podcast. Um, Faraz, man. I'll, Sunday, we got a draft. What is it? What day? Yeah. Uh, night, no, a week from today, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, cool, whatever. Like, I just wake up and there's like a, an alarm that says this draft in five minutes. So I was yeah, like, oh, exactly. God, God, I gotta get like, and then like, I'm used to the slow drafts because I'm in three slow drafts right now. So it's right. like, cool, I can take my time. Like, I've been on the clock this entire time. Now people are like, you're on the clock, you're on the clock. I'm like, shut up, you guys take whole nights and days or whatever right. you think. Like, you need to wait. <laughs> um, but like those fast drafts like that, those like, you know, those you got to like really sit there, watch the board and everything and be receptive. That's the that's yeah. the sticky part about the home league thing is like you want to sit there and talk and bullshit with your friends. And like you end up like ne- like looking and you got like 10 seconds on the clock and you wind up like, like nobody's nobody's fit. talking to each other. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, I like it when it's silent. So like, you know, so but yeah. um, But yeah, draft next week. Um, We'll probably jump on another show next week. You know, if you have the time. So, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen, man. But um, for Faraz, for Jay. We out of here, man. Later.